across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, police apologise for not attending Luton meeting. Three arrested after latest car vandalism in High Wycombe. And voice of cricket Richie Benno dies aged 84. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up to a meeting which they organised about the problem of prostitution in the Hightown area of Luton. Two years ago, the force and Luton Borough Council announced a five-year strategy to deal with the issue. But Matt Ryan, who's lived in the area for 60 years, says the sex trade is still going on. When residents start complaining, they do something. They come out for a few nights, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, depending on how hot it is. And then it just dies down and it comes back straight away. In other words, we are a hub for street prostitution. Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in High Wycombe yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of vandalism to cars in the town. Police were called to Arundel Road at around 2.40 to reports of a car on fire and several other vehicles being damaged. Three males aged 22, 19 and 17 were arrested. A £1,000 reward has been offered following several weeks of vandalism thought to be linked to the inquest verdict on local man Habib Ullah. The Conservatives say regulated rail fares will rise by no more than inflation until 2020 if they win power at the general election. Labour is pledging to guarantee neighbourhood policing across the country and will scrap police and crime commissioners to help fund that. Police investigating the murder of a woman in Buckinghamshire 20 years ago today have identified DNA which could belong to her killer. It's believed that Janet Brown disturbed an intruder at her home in Radnage. Peter Burns is from the Thames Valley Major Crime Review Team. Looked at what we had in terms of exhibits that were seized on the original investigation. One of the items that we sent off has revealed a full male DNA profile, which isn't that of any member of the family. We're hoping that that DNA profile can be matched to somebody else, but it does provide a strong link between the offence and, and the scene. Luton-based EasyJet are operating five so-called rescue flights today to help passengers stranded across Europe by the French air traffic controllers' strike. The company cancelled nearly 250 flights on Wednesday and over 330 yesterday and have put up over 6,000 passengers in hotel rooms. The Australian cricketer and commentator Richie Benno, who's been called the voice of cricket, has died. He was 84 and had been suffering from skin cancer. His voice was known to millions, first on BBC and then Channel 4 working on British television from 1963 to 2005. And they're looking for that, let chasing it. It's going straight into the confectionery stall and out again. First ball in Test cricket in England for Shane Warne. And he's done it. Gadding has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. Richie Benno, has di- who has died at the age of 84. In sport, world number one Rory McIlroy is seven shots behind leader Jordan Spieth after the opening round of the Masters at Augusta and Lewis Hamilton was fastest in first practice for Sunday's Chinese Grand Prix. The weather, another warm day, plenty of sunshine, although hazy at times, a maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Just let me hear some of that rock and roll music.
ourselves a little bit of time but also getting some great vibes how your vibes now great on the show this morning streetwalkers hedge jumpers and bottle dumpers well done you're back on form <laughs> back on top form across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio the papers normally come at about five o'clock they've li- literally only just arrived. Isn't that right, Kelly Betts? I saw you rushing to get them. Yeah. Um, and then you tossed the news in my face. I did. And it went everywhere. So we're kind of going through uh, them now. I've already got some... Um, I've, hang on a second. I've got some classics for... Sponsored by Papers, beginning with the... Oh, oh hang on. Oh, that's, that's Wally Webb still going. That's He's having holiday... Um, so that's that's coming up later. I got some I got some classics. I'm still scratching around here. My favourite one is Young Chums. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a brilliant story, but it's a great line headline. Young Chums. Yum Chums. Young Chums. Young. Young. Yum. Young. Young Chums. I don't get it. No. <laughs> um, okay, should we should we do this? Yeah. Go on. You ready? Everyone, start. Have you chosen a record for the next song? Yeah, do you want to do that now? No, no, no. Okay. But I've got to, I'm just, I'm just going to, you know. This one, right. Ah, oh, man. Put, put the duck on. What? A2. Uh, A2? <laughs> A2, Brute. Now, back in 2013, Luton Council and Beds Police told us they would get rid of all 
street prostitution within five years. Two years on, people living in the town's red light district aren't convinced. In fact, they're furious that neither the police or the council turned up to a meeting that they'd called to update residents. Catherine, it seems no one cares anymore. No, it doesn't look great, does it? No one from the council turned up, no one from the police. Only 12 concerned residents turned up to what was supposed to be a meeting of a joint action group on Thursday last week. Uh, it was advertised as a chance for people to have their say on what's been going on in Hightown and find out what's going on in the future in Hightown, you know, in, in line with this five-year plan. Yeah. But despite waiting for more than two hours, Ooh. residents were left disappointed as uh, no representative from Beds Police failed to appear. Uh, Shazad... No representative from Beds Police failed to appear? Sorry. Sorry. So hang on, there were loads of them there, were there? <laughs> Sorry. Come on, with the BBC. It's not wiping your nose. Sorry. <laughs> Focus. I'm watching you do that. Shazad Kadam, who leads the oh, High Town Against Prostitution campaign group, told us it was unbelievable. He said, as a community, we shouldn't have to be doing all the work ourselves, but it seems like we are. We go out into the streets at night regularly, and we've seen him do this. He's the one that filmed a conversation with one of the prostitutes. Yes, he did, didn't he? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And asked them to move on, but we don't have much success. They feel like they're invulnerable. It's not got better at all. In fact, we feel in many ways that things have got worse for us here. Uh, and he also told us that a police officer told him that she felt intimidated at the last meeting, which is the reason he believes she didn't turn up this time. Uh, and Hightown residents, what are they saying? Wendy Walker, uh, you'll be speaking to later on, she says there's been oh, yeah. no reduction in the number of uh, girls on the street. She says uh, the situation on Dudley Street and New Bedford Road is terrible and chaotic and cars are nose to tail on Wenlock Street well into the early hours. So it's like a drive-through. Mm. Another resident, Rosetta Ryan, says uh, she's been living in the area for 60 years, says any meeting they do have with the police is meaningless as they're just presented with slideshows. And she says it's in the interest of the authorities to contain the problem to high town. Are people still having sex in rubbish chutes? We will find out later. The, the authorities always come back with the reply, lack of resources. The opinion of many residents is this is just an excuse because the authorities want high town to remain a hub for street prostitution. Think about it. If 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 uh, where will it go if it's not in High Town? So where do the decision makers live? They live in places like Harpington, Dunstable, Hitchin, surrounding areas. They don't want the problem to blight the area they live in. So we come full circle by the police doing a little bit of policing. They can make out they are on the side of the residents. But unfortunately, they always fall short. What are the police saying? We've had a statement. Inspector Jason oh. Cahill. He says, we would like to apologise to member of the members of the public who attended this joint action group meeting. The meetings are a useful tool which give people the opportunity to talk about issues which affect them. We're disappointed that no one from the police was able to attend on this occasion. They're disappointed. He added, we're committed to working with our communities to address problems which matter to them and we'll continue to run uh, Operation Turtle. Yes, that's oh, its name. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's really is poor naming. In the area to tackle a range of antisocial behaviour, including prostitution and drug use. What's it called? Operation Turtlehead? Turtle. Turtle. Really? Why would you do that? I mean, that's just, un just uh, thoroughly, thoroughly unpleasant, isn't it?
Everything is coming from records today, and boy, oh boy, didn't that one sound like it. Didn't that one sound like it? Um, I've got literally nothing to say, uh, because we're, go- we're going through the papers. Yeah. Now, I mean, we're doing the prep, and I'll be honest, OK, guys, yeah, I do do a little bit of prep. I'm doing the prep on air. Well, do you want some reassurance? OAP, on air prep. Oh, that's nice. Uh, I'm, I'm an OAP. I'm an on air preparator. Oh, that, that, I don't know if that was the chair or not. Um, <laughs> it was a bit of the chair, I I'll, think. I'll let you know after the show. <laughs> I'll check. <laughs> Catherine. You know when your mum used to say to you, don't pull that out, you'll get loads back in return? Um, no. About, like your eyebrows or straight no. hairs? My mum has never said, don't pull that out, you'll get loads back in return. She said something similar, but I don't think it was about hairs. <laughs> Bald men will be pleased to know that scientists have Oh, she said to the papers. Straight away! Yeah! She's just diving in! Well, you know, I'm a pro. Go on, then. Bald men will be pleased to know that scientists have found a way of making hairy grow. You pull it out and a load come back in return. What? They may be less delighted, however, to hear it involves tearing out their remaining hair. US researchers have shown that when they pluck out 200 hairs, up to six times as many grow back. So what you're saying is bald men should pull out what little hair they've got because it'll grow back. Apparently. That's insane. Everyone knows you're supposed to get um, a cow to lick your head. Oh. Didn't I have an argument with Justin about hair once? Probably. Okay, thanks. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 anti-clockwise is closed between Junction 10 for the Wisley Interchange and 8 for Rygate, which is causing one-mile queues on the approach. It's because a lorry's overturned. Elsewhere in Bushy on the A411 and Elstree Road, there's roadworks going on at Clay Lane, which could cause some delays. And in Buckingham on the A413 London Road, there's temporary traffic lights at the total roundabout, which also might cause some delays as it starts to get busier. It's quite misty looking at the CCTV cameras, so it could cause problems with the visibility this morning. There's no reports of any problems at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Tension's running high in the studios here. Just do as you're told. I will not. Well, you are. You're actually doing it, so that's fine. Stop doing it. Well, yeah, but you'll carry on doing it. You will. These are your headlines. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up to a meeting which they organised about the problem of prostitution in the high town area of Luton. Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in High Wycombe yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of vandalism to cars in the town. And tributes are being paid to cricket commentator Richie Benno, who has died at the age of 84. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Roberto Peroni on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tip top etiquette expert William Hansen, who is not a fan of politicians oversharing. Oh, good afternoon, Roberto. I feel slightly nauseous about <laughs> that music. <laughs> Every weekday from three. Let's talk to Harriet Harman, the leader of the Labour Party. We've been in Bedford and Cambridge, and we've had very interesting discussions. Let's talk cold callers. Do you have a tried and tested method of getting rid of cold callers? You've got to make up a word before you go on the phone, and so you can fit that word in without them realising. In the most time. Saying um actually helps you feel calmer. Did you believe this show? Definitely. And since I read that, I've been doing it and I'm well chilled. Roberto <laughs> Peroni, weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. The reason why, oh, I can say, I have to let you go. And thank you, the birds, the group. Congratulating my team and appreciating wow. appreciation, and also uh, showing appreciation to uh, one of the most overrated rock groups of all time. So thank you, birds. You're welcome. And thank you, the birds. Wow. Just one of the most overrated bands of all time, the birds. Yes, mate. Yeah. A bit, bit, bit rubbish. Bit pony. <laughs> Come on. A handful of good songs. The rest, legendary. Uh, they didn't even spell it right. Uh, yeah. Well, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm right. No. No. I'm, I'm, I'm right, Justin. Um, <laughs> so we'll end it there. Okay. Discussione itzi overa. Seems to be pushing it a bit too Latin much. Latin for 
This stops here. It's impressive. Thank you very much uh, indeed. I haven't brought... I've got a Barry Manilow record and I didn't bring it today and I'm, I'm really annoyed. We're only playing records today. As you know, oh, Barry Manilow. Barry We're on the same page. I'm so proud of Barry Manilow. I'm proud of him. I wonder what took him so long. I know. I, come on, Barry. Guess what? We all knew. Or did we? <laughs> He's married his male manager. Great. Fair and enough. Genu- uh, I don't think you call them fairies anymore, mate. Fair enough. I do apologise. And I, I, I'm genuinely... I saw this... It was a tiny little thing yesterday... And it was like it was literally a paragraph in one of the papers. I think maybe the Sun. And I thought, well, if that had been even ten years ago, that would have been massive. Front page news. Barry Manilow. Fifteen years ago, Barry Manilow, gay, gay shocker. Tiny little thing. I thought, well, isn't that good? And then there's a thing in the paper that is in the Mail today. Over the years, there have been whispers that Barry Manilow wasn't quite the ladies' man. His legions of female fans believed he was. You don't say. What gave that away? The crushed velvet jackets or the. Uh... Uh, did he, did he just say what, what gay that away? She did, I think. Yeah. This, 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 Good. Um, I think he was clearly gay all the way along, wasn't he? Anyway, it seems... Uh, so, anyway, he, he, he had a lunch. He oh, might... I didn't say... I said gave, not gay. OK. He, had, he, had, he threw a lunch for his mates, right? And then they all his mates said, oh, uh, oh, by the way, actually, I'm marrying this guy. Gary. I'm marrying Gary. <laughs> this guy here. Do you think he's called Gary Manilow now? Well, he better be. Anyway, um, uh, the re- reception on social media yesterday was predictable, while others joked that Mandy Manilow's famous ode to a lover should have been called Andy. Oh. Uh, one Twitter user sympathised, writing, Take a minute silence for Barry Manilow's female fans. A fan wrote, Barry Manilow, gutted. While another Twitter u- <laughs> user said, My mum can't stop crying. <laughs> one fan commenting on Manilow's official website remained in a state of denial, writing, Barry would not marry a man, and that is definite. He loves ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I think he does love ladies because they buy his records. Yeah. But I don't think he loves ladies. He was so. married to a woman years and years ago, and um, he tried it. He tried. He didn't like it. I, I genuinely. I, this made me really happy. This story yesterday. Abby, I thought, what a nice thing. Well you, done. Do you know what else made me happy? That yeah. it happened last year, and we were only just finding out about it. I it... wish more elderly pop stars, maybe some of the British ones, uh, were, were brave enough to come out and say, "Do you know what? I'm gay. What's the bi- What's the big deal?" Saying that, I'm still getting over Ricky Martin. What? I was a bit upset about that. About what? I thought he was. I thought he was the hottest thing on two legs. Gay men can still be hot, Catherine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, but I did really. think, you know, we only had to meet and Getting then very would, close to the knuckle today. Then, oh, careful. And then he would realise, you know, I was one for him. It's kind of the reason I learnt Spanish, you okay. know, all that sort of stuff. And then he goes and uh, reveals his um, gaiety. Oh, it's a waste! Do people, not... st- do people still say that? Oh, it's such a waste. I think people over 40 oh, say it. It's such a waste. I've had, I've had gay men say that to me. Oh, you're such a waste. Well, as, a, as a straight man. Ooh, <laughs> why is that funny? I think they went, oh, you're wasted. I was at the time. Yeah, I thought yeah. They No, they... Uh, what do you mean? Mm. Is that, are you being nice or kind or rude? Uh, kind. OK, I love that. Kind of rude. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to get, get... When I was younger, and I wasn't that attractive when I was younger, I used to get a lot of gay guys chatting me up. Uh, nowadays, I don't get so much. But, yeah, I'd have gay guys saying, oh, they wouldn't say you're wasted. Do you find it more flattering? to be hit on by a gay guy Ooh, that, a, that, do you know what? woman. That is actually a really good question if this were 1987. Let me think. <laughs> do I find it more flattering? 
No, I find it intriguing. Mm. I find it enjoyable. I've never, I've never gone. Oh no, get away! Well, actually, that's quite camp to say it like that. <laughs> oh no, get away! That's a come on, isn't it? In many ways, uh, I've never. I, I've, I've always, I've always. How can I phrase this without sounding like a tart? I've always enjoyed the attention. Yeah. I've yeah. always enjoyed. You must yeah. have got hit on by gay guys, just. You're yeah, a good-looking fella. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. And it's, quite um, I, quite, you know, <laughs> it's great. I take it as a compliment. And it is a compliment. It's, yeah. I, I love it. It's always I, nice I think, to be appreciated, isn't it? I think it's a bigger compliment, to be fair. Without being stereotypical, I think, um, yes, I think a gay men... compliment? Yeah, because okay, I think gay men, on the whole, look after themselves a bit better. And if they're, they're if women. Than straight men. Yeah, yeah, I'm going along with that. And uh, if they appreciate your style and uh, your oh. image, yeah, that, for me, is uh, a great comp. So would you be more flattered if you were hit on by a gay guy than you would be by a straight woman? Yes. Just, I think this is your thing to take to the streets this morning if you're up for it. Yeah, well up for it. I think that's a great. I think that's a really nice one. I think that's a great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can make some magic out of that, can't you? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Kelly. Could it be magic? Welcome. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry. What did you say? Could it be magic? Why? Why did you say that? Barry Manilow song. Yeah, I know, but why? Don't know why you said it's just that. Just a bit of a pun. A pun on what? Well, Where, the, 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 the street opinion box coming up later on. But where's the pun? Well, you're saying, you know, take it to the streets. I'm saying, well, it could be magic, you know? Could it be magic? Um, yeah? I just, I just, um, I don't understand why that's a pun. Okay. Just explain, a pun. Look, look, I, look, I've, got the definition, I've got the definition of pun yeah. in front of me. Let's have a look. A joke exploiting the different possible meanings of a word or the fact that there are words that sound alike but have different meanings. No, that definitely wasn't a pun, what you said. It just came from my brain. <laughs> All right, Dad Pop. <laughs> right, should we do this? Yes. Grand National tomorrow. Bother, Kev? Not really. Bother, no. Kells? Yeah. Why? Because I am. Is Ben Nide? Is uh, Shaggy doing a sweepstake? Of course he is. He, he's a right little Arthur Daly, isn't he? It seems enough of you are bothered to keep the bookies happy. They're expecting bets amounting to about 200 million quid at a time when the country is supposed to be skint. Justin, big yeah. deal this race, even now, isn't it? Absolutely massive. Uh, more than 150. <laughs> it is massive, come on. Fact, not fiction there. That's true. Uh, more than 150,000 people are expected to travel to Aintree this weekend. And, uh, of course, even more expected to place a bet. People like me, I mean, I never, ever play a bet on anything apart from the Grand National. So this year around £200 million is expected to be spent on betting. Uh, According to a survey by the bookmakers William Hill just 15% of people actually bother to look at the betting guide so uh, those people haven't got a clue what's going on. Uh, Oh they just pick someone's name because it's uh, oh Nana's knickers. Oh your Nana used to wear knickers. (laughs) That's how it works. used to wear knickers. We'll bet on that. (laughs) Why have, here we go, oh Eight four five nine four double five five double five. Why have horses got such blooming stupid names? And they changed the law a few years ago, so you couldn't call them things like Colin Sandwich and stuff like that. They had to have. Did they? Yeah, they did. Uh, they did it. it was about ten years ago. They changed the law, but they've still got really stupid names. Didn't someone call one recently a horse? Eh? They called it that. They called it a horse. Zainab Badawi Smackdown. 
when it comes to gambling, though, Justin, there is a dangerous aspect to it, isn't there? Yeah, yes, this is true. Uh, there is a concern that uh, people... <laughs> You're really making me laugh today. <laughs> uh, there's concern from people that betting, yeah. people like me who don't normally bet, well, they could actually get hooked. Uh, oh. Matt Zarkuzen, he's a, a former gambling addict. Um, he established the Fairer Gambling Campaign. He says, look, I've got no issue with the race itself, but what happens is a lot of people go into betting shops and they place bets. And whilst they're in those shops, and we spoke about this recently, in those shops they've got those betting terminals. Yeah. People can lose a lot of money. So yeah, yeah. Uh, what he's saying is if you're going into a shop uh, whilst you're there, you could get hooked. There could well, be some, I, I know, but there I, could be some oh, form of trigger oh, which could lead on to gambling. Most people, surely, they do. They, they, there is someone like Shaggy who's trying to um, con a few quid out of people who, who, who does a sweepstake. <laughs> he cuts up bits of paper, yes. puts them in, a, in his um, filthy sock mm. and you have to put your hand in and swipe them out and it well, comes out all sticky. I mean, yeah, so most people do that, don't they? Most people. But the other week I was in Hemel talking about these um, talking about these betting terminals. Somebody said to me that he, the worst mistake of his life was walking into a betting shop when he was 18. He placed a oh, small yeah, remember, bet yeah. and he got hooked. Yeah. So it can happen. Yeah, no, you're right. It was, it was good, that chat. Uh, it's cruel, isn't it? Uh, well, some would say so. Um, since 2000, uh, 24 horses have died on the Grand National, which is uh, way too many. Uh, over the three How day... many would be acceptable, in your opinion? Well, n none. OK. OK. Um, but over the three-day course meeting, over the same period, 40 horses have been killed. So, yeah. Well, that's I mean, definitely the, too the, many. The charity Animal Aid, they're calling for the event to be banned. I think, in reality, I think everyone knows that's never going to happen. But uh, there are many people out there who think it's cruel won't be placing bets, won't be watching it uh, later boss, you're going to be talking to a bit of a character, the TV horse pundit John um. McQuirick will be live on who? your programme. Who? John McQuirick Who? John McQuirick Who? John McQuirick Kelly clip that <laughs> and say his name again but try and say it properly this time John McQuirick Who? John McQuirick John McQuirick John McQuirick? Yeah John McQuirick. John McQuirick is coming on the show. That's how I pronounce his name, yeah. Why? Because that's how my mouth works. Just say it again. John McQuirick. Catherine, thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's closed anti-clockwise between Junction 10 for the Wisley Interchange and 8 for Rygate, which is causing two mile queues approaching it because of a, a lorry that's overturned there. Also in Bletchley on Watling Street, there's been an accident between the A421 Standing Way and Saxon Street near the Denby Industrial Estate, so that's causing some delays. And in Neasden on the A406 North Circular Road, that's looking very busy between the Neasden Interchange and Wembley. Having a look at the train departure boards, there's no reports of any problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up to a meeting which they organised about the problem of prostitution in the Hightown area of Luton. Only 12 residents attended, though. Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in High Wycombe yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of vandalism to cars in the town. And the Australian cricketer and commentator Richie Benno, who's been called the voice of cricket, has died at the age of 84. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
World number one Rory McIlroy's seven shots behind leader Jordan Spieth after the opening round of the Masters at Augusta. I was pretty nervous, uh, excited, um, but I, I just, you know, I, I've, I've been wanting to get going for, for a while now, you know, even since the end of last week. So it was nice to just get out there and get a scorecard in the hand and, uh, and start this tournament. And I'm pretty pleased with how it started. McIlroy hit a one under par 71, but American Spieth opened a three-shot lead with an eight under 64. Justin Rose is among those in joint second on five under. Tiger Woods is one over after a 73, as is Woburn's Ian Poulter. Watford striker Troy Deeney is the Championship Player of the Month for March. Third place Watford travel to Millwall tomorrow. The Hornets are currently one point behind leaders Bournemouth, who are at Brighton tonight. Ahead of the league one trip to Port Vale. MK Dons manager Carl Robinson says they're hoping to sign on loan 19 goal striker Will Grigg on a permanent basis. Brentford played a lot of money for him. That's a big investment that they paid and I'm not too sure whether we can compete with the investment that Brentford made and again that's just the reality of where we are. We'll try and do the best of what we possibly can to try and make Will Grigg play for MK Dons next season but we are also realists as well. If the price is right we'll do the deal. Wickham boss Gareth Ainsworth is the League Two manager of the month for March. Third place Wanderers host bottom club Cheltenham tomorrow. In the race for playoff places, Stevenage are at home to Northampton, Luton are at home to leaders Burton. Here's Hatters midfielder Cameron McGeehan. I think playoffs would have been a great achievement at the beginning of the year. So obviously got ahead of ourselves maybe a little bit being in the top three at the time. Maybe that was that sort of rosy, rosy expectations for everyone and then you sort of go on a bad one and everyone thinks, oh, it's the end of the world, but it's not. It's playoffs and we're there and we've got the chance to go and play at Wembley and get promoted into League One. It's still right in, right in our grasp. And Lewis Hamilton was fastest in first practice for Sunday's Chinese Grand Prix. The Hertfordshire driver finished ahead of teammate Nico Rosberg and Ferrari's Sebastian Vettel. The Milton Keynes Red Bull cars were sixth and seventh. Second practice starts at seven our time. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio.
Who's that? Obviously, Dolly's in there. Dolly, Linda Ronstadt, Emmylou Harris, all together on this album called Trio that I found in the basement. Is um, John McCrick there? No. John McCrick. No. How about John McCrick? No. No. John McCrick. No. John McCrick. John McCrick. John John McCrick. John McCrick. John McCrick in it. Yeah, if you want. <laughs> John McQuirk. Oh, John McQuirk. Agony's, agony's back. All right, Justin, I didn't see you there, mate. All right, boss, yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> I thought you uh, between 12 and 2, we're, we're having two hours of, uh, of you um, saying John February McCurk. on a loop. Sorry? Yeah, February yeah. on a loop. February? I've never said February on no, a loop, go on, go on, apart go on, from go on, then. Say February, go on. February. Yeah, we're yeah. doing that tomorrow, two hours of that on a loop. John McQuirk. John McQuirk. John McQuirk. John McQuirk. John McQuirk. Yeah. Okay, mate. I look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, fine. Should be good. Yeah, should be good. Mm. Hey, listen, let's stop fighting and let's start loving. Not literally, but metaphorically, as we... By the way, you've got a third cartwall now, Justin, in my collection. That is unprecedented. Let's play this. I'm saying it is that I'm really buying into the mythology of this. <laughs> Kels, you ready? Yes, boss. All right, boss. Let's start. It's not a brilliant story, but it is a great headline. Young chums. <laughs> Young chums. Now that's a pun. Catherine, let's start with you. Uh, is it to do with <clears throat> puppy food? No. Deals? Is it to do with uh, kids who hang out on the street? What? The street massive. Young <laughs> chums. Young chums are having some fun, yeah. crazily <laughs> getting down the road. Wise guys realise there's danger in emotional ties. <laughs> no. Oh, Kelly. that's what the that's what the pun was on. Oh, I thought it was on. I thought the, the young was the word that needs yeah, to be. Right, okay, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, young chums. No, I think it. No, no, I think we're right. Oh, really? When you hear what it is, yes. Neil Young no. on a night out in Liverpool with um, chicks, young chicks. What has that got to do with your chums? We make the most best friends, typically five, by the age of 26. I've got three best friends, and ain't none of you lot. Oh. I've got loads. Of best friends? Yes. No. Yes, I have. No, you don't. No, I, I you have. think you have. You think well, you, you have. Well, you haven't. I have. I don't think the fan has even started turning for you yet. Never mind, anything's been flung at it. You will find out who your friends are. I have. Supposing, I supposing I, I mm. broke your heart mm. again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how many of those best friends could you actually go and tell? At least six. What? At least six. You tell yeah. six people about us. I already have. 
Oh, you make me want to... I don't really... Got, I don't talk about my personal life anyway to anyone. So you haven't if, got any best friends? Yes, I d have. But if I did, I, would, I could have six. I'm feeling... I, there's just so many voxes popping out today, Justin. Yeah. How many best friends have you got? That's a great one, isn't it? Well, I, I've I got think, three. And I've always said this. Your best friends, your true friends... Here we go. ...are the ones that you went to school with. Because oh. when you go no. down the... <laughs> that's true. just a coincidence, Justin. You just all happen to be there at the same time. Because when you go down the pub... And you, you talk about things which happened years ago. <laughs> You've got a strong connection. They are your best friends. No. And anybody would not be my best friend if I didn't meet them at school. OK. Is, um, is one of your best friends... John McQuarrick? No. No? OK. Uh, maybe that's another Vox you might want to just, um, you know... Keep on the back burner. Blazing Paddles. Blazing Paddles. We're actually doing a feature now, and it's stopped being ironic. It's actually been a way to fill uh, time. Kelly Betts, Blazing Paddles. Is it about a little boat that's on fire? You would think so, wouldn't yeah, you? I'm going to give you a clue, Justin. Blaze. I've got this one, by the way. Oh, well, then I won't give you the clue. OK. For me, I think this is all to do with the uh, massive group that were called Blazing Squad. OK. And okay. I think the clue they... would have helped, yeah. I, I think they went to a water park in America and they caused absolute mayhem and they're now consequently banned. I'll give you the clue, Catherine. Blaze, blazing is spelt B-L-A-I-Z-I-N-G. Blazing paddles. Blazing paddles. Is it to do with immodesty, Blaze? That, um... What? Well, she's a, um, she's a, what do you call it? Burlesque Oh, uh, a fat stripper. Yeah. Mm. That, come on, that's what burlesque is. Well, you know what they do with paddles. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think it is to do... Oh, oh my gosh. Dunno. Britain's most popular goldfish names are now Blaze, Finn and Sticks, replacing old favourites like Goldie. And Bob. And Bob. My goldfish was called Cleopatra. Cleopatra. Coming at you. Coming at you. Uh, let's do one more, and then, Catherine, you can... Uh, I'll let you do uh, you know, whatever it is. I've got to be careful how I say this. You've got to do whatever it is I do, <clears throat> is what you're going to say. Is, it, is that right? Rat... I got. It looks different as I read it, and it's not rude, but it looks rude. It's like I've got rude dyslexia. Go on. Rat on a hot sin roof. Rat on a hot mm. sin roof. Daily, over to you. Uh, I think this is about a naughty geezer yeah. who has been caught with a, another lady and the only way out was out of the window Ooh. and onto the roof. Mm. Yeah. It's good, it's not quite there. Catherine, can you finesse Dealey's rough edges? <laughs> right, OK. Uh, no, I was going to say that and, and uh, with the addition of in his pants. Can you clip Catherine saying in his pants, please? Yes. And what would you like to say, Kelly? Is it actually about an actual rat? Oh, oh. Who's... <laughs> He's cheated on Minnie Mouse. And That's cross-species, and that's wrong. Hey, hey, listen, I don't, I don't see species. Well, rats and mice listen, do. Listen, if, if rats and mice yeah. want to get it on... Have you seen you're... the size of a rat? That's all not right, fair. All right, 1960s <laughs> uh, Cockney dad. But guess who's coming to dinner? A rat. Called Sidney Poitier. Yeah, it's the same wow, he's thing. He's the rat in this it's scenario. The same thing he? all over again, mate. The same Isn't thing. He's sick. 
No. A roofing boss was exposed as a love rat on his company website after his fuming ex hijacked it. Oh. Lisa Morgan, 40, who set the site up for the Romeo... The Romeo. <laughs> ..doctored its pages after giving him the boot. Visitors to Top of the World Roofing are told owner Sean, Me- uh, owner Sean Mead, 45, had been dumped. A message adds the proprietor was, un- proprietor was unfortunately found out to be cheating again. And there's a picture of uh, Sean, and he's got his jumper tied around his waist. Which I think is always <laughs> a good look. Excellent, excellent look. Yeah. Justin, you've got uh, you've got plenty there. How many friends have you got? Would you find it more flattering to be chatted up by a man or a woman? Yeah. Go and make magic happen, mate. Listen, leave it to me, boss. I'll, I'll talk do, to you fella. later on. We'll speak to you later on, mate. Take care. All right, mate. Bye. Bye. See Anything ya. else you want to say, Just? John McQuarrie. Thank you. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's still closed between Junction 10 for the Wisley Interchange and 8 for Rygate because the lorry's overturned and there are three marquees on the approach. Now, in Bletchley on Watling Street, that's been closed because of an accident between Standing Way and the Sa- and Saxon Street. It's also causing it to get quite busy around the Kingston Roundabout through the roadworks as a result. In Biggleswade on Normandy Lane, that's closed for the roadworks going on at the junction of London Road, so that could cause some delays if you're heading that way later on. There's no reports of any major delays at the moment on the trains. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you so much, Sammy. Thank you so much indeed. In his pants. Oh, Catherine, will you leave it out, please? Put it... In his pants. Thank you. It's Friday the 10th of April. I think that actually counts as sexy harassment. I think it does. What, me to you? No, me doing this. In his pants. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not... Here we go, this is appropriate. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up to a meeting which they organised about the problem of prostitution. The meeting was being held... In his pants. Three people. Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in Iwickham yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of vandalism to cars in the town. One gentleman was caught... In his pants. He wasn't. (laughs) You don't have to add that! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Well, it could be could be looking at the warmest day of the year so far, actually, today, uh, with possibly temperatures peaking at 21 or even 22 degrees Celsius into the 70s in Fahrenheit. But the sunshine's going to be rather hazy. There will be a lot of high cloud around, but it's a fairly bright start to the day, some much warmer air. We've got uh, southerly winds, actually, and that's pushing up some rather polluted air from the near continent. So the air quality levels for today aren't going to be great. In fact, they're going to be really rather bad. So something to watch out for for today. Uh, the breeze will be picking up through the course of the day, feeling very warm, as I said, um, with some very high temperatures this afternoon, but it is all change overnight, so a mild night to come. We'll see overnight lows of probably only around 8 or 9 degrees and then we'll get a few spits and spots of rain into Saturday morning. This is a cold front coming through and it's going to bring behind it some much cooler, fresher air for Saturday and for the rest of the weekend actually, but that's not to say we'll be we'll see no sunshine because there will be some. Uh, just quite a cloudy start on Saturday with a few spots of rain and then the sun will be out again in the afternoon it will feel really quite lovely I think but we'll have lost a good few degrees in terms of temperatures highs of 14 or 15 degrees Celsius Sunday morning again nice sunny start but things clouding over into the afternoon a few dribs and drabs of rain perhaps but generally looking fine and dry into next week as pressure builds again we could be looking at uh, temperatures into the 20s once more by Wednesday that's the forecast in his pants
Hi, I'm Chris Martin from Coldplay. My favourite BBC programmes growing up were... Nah, not on this show, mate. Nah, not on this show. Not on this show, mate. I'm not having I'm not having that, Kelly, and I know you'll object. You'll think, oh, Chris Martin, oh, give me a big kiss. I like Chris Martin when he, he's... he's uh... In his pants. But no, I'm not having him on my show, mate, and I'm sorry, and I, and I don't care if that upsets you. No, I'm standing. I'm standing that's... firm. I'm no, standing that's... tall. Really don't Actually, I'm standing erect. Look at look how tall I am when can I stand you, like this. Yeah, can you yeah. sit down? Okay, thank you very much indeed. Should we I have, have a, someone? Sorry. Hmm? Let's have a let's have a song. Oh, this is nice. Shh, shh, shh. I know you don't know what I'm going through. Standing here, looking at. And the Imperials, Hurt So Bad, written by uh, Bobby Hart, who wrote The Monkey's Theme. He may be coming on the show at some point. He's got brilliant. a book coming out. I may get him on. Um, and they're brilliant. He sings like a girl. Here we go. 08459 455 555. Male singers that sing like girls. Freddie Mercury. He sang like a girl at times. Yeah, I've got one. Brian Wilson sang like a girl. The fella that sang Old Carol. Uh, Sadaka. Sadaka. Neil Sadaka. Just like a woman. Neil Salaita. Sometimes Boy George, before he got no, really well, he smoky. he looked like a woman. No, it's before he got really smoky, he sounded like a woman. He looked like a woman. I remember his first appearance on Top of the Pops and um, um, it, the whole nation was, was tricked, weren't they? And they thought that he was a hot girl. But my, dad's, my dad was um, at the, working at the BBC that night that Top of the Pops was on and he said that all the cameramen, you know, were like, ooh, look at that. And they found out it was. Uh, they found out it was a gay. <laughs> a gay. They found it was, no, they, they used stronger language back yeah, then. Sure when was that? Did. 1982, yeah. I'm guessing. Um, and uh, they were all. Uh, but yeah, okay. So, so I like this one. Eight one three double three. Start your text VCR. Male singers that sing like women. Gene Pitney. No. Yeah, a bit. No, mate. Yeah. What are you talking yeah. about? No. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You are having a right old royal rumble in the jungle. Kels? I was just on the phone to Australia. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, have we? Yeah. Is he? What? 
What are you saying? Is uh, FJD coming on? No. Oh, don't tease me like sorry. that. I was hoping. In his pants. Yeah, he'd be doing that. <clears throat> hey, that was the end of my story. Oh, great story, mate. Thank you. So I apologise. I've got the start of a different story. Go on, what song do you want from this? I don't know, but you pick one. Oh, it would probably be the theme tune, because yeah. I love it, but go on. Driver watching Lord of the Rings DVD. Guess what this one's about? Oh, this is, <laughs> <laughs> I saw this. This is a great story. Right, there's having a sneaky look at your phone and there's watching a very long film and part of a trilogy. You kind of wonder whether he would have watched the next one. A van driver was stopped by police yesterday while apparently watching a Lord of the Rings DVD at the wheel on Britain's busiest <laughs> motorway. The man in his 30s is thought to have been viewing the film on a portable player mounted on the dashboard. <laughs> so, I mean, I'd suggest if he's gone to the trouble of mounting it on the dashboard, he's got previous for this. Never mount on the dashboard. Of his blue Ford Transit when officers pulled him over on the M25 near Cobham. Surrey Roads Police wrote on Twitter, We just stopped a Lord of the Rings fan. Watching it on DVD whilst driving is not good. <laughs> a police spokesman added that he was alone in the van and officers had seen the DVD player on his dashboard. Traffic was flowing at about 60 miles per hour at the time. The incident led to a spate of Lord of the Rings themed messages on social media, including this little beauty from Nick Freckleton. Come on, Freckles. A dreadful hobbit to have. Bad for your elf. Hey, at Freckles69 if you want to follow that guy. And Dave Como added... Who? Where did you stop them? Don't say Mordor. I told you I was um, being driven from uh, Manchester to Birmingham once mm. um, in a minibus and the driver was watching Shania Twain live in concert. Gosh. On, on, the, on the DVD player. I mean, the fact that he was watching Shania Twain live in concert is one thing. Yeah, he was obsessed with Shania Twain. I've never met anybody... I mean, I like Shania Twain. I think um, Still the One is one of the most beautiful songs of all time. What a great song. And the other ones, I, they're silly, but I kind of like... I kind of like... The, you know, they don't impress they're a bit of fun, aren't they? Yeah, a bit, little bit of fun, and I think she's beautiful. But I've never met... He's the only person I've ever met obsessed with Shania Twain. It's like being obsessed with Anastasia, isn't it? Or obsessed with mayonnaise. It's like, it's nice, but to be obsessed with it? Obsessed with Samantha Mumba. Uh, uh, obsessed with, um, um, I can't think of the woman's name. The woman who, woman who loads of people keep telling me she does car boot sales now. Um, my mum? No, don't, just give me a second. Mm. It don't matter. Kim uh, Wilde. No. Sozzled Josh Darnborough passed out at a party and woke up with a tattoo on his back saying, if found face down, call an ambulance. <laughs> Pal? Oh, yeah, right, of course he was. Rob, you like that one, don't you, Kels? Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that you would do. It's a, it's a funny gag, isn't it? Permanent funny gag. It's not, you know, yeah, putting a bit of lippy on or, you know, but, you know... Um, human buckaroo. Yeah, human buckaroo. That's fun. A tattoo, that is physical How abuse. How did he wake up? He was sozzled. Yeah, but still. While, they were, while they were maiming it's him. It's a, a, a feature that I, I constantly run, words that are uh, only used in uh, newspapers or in the media. Sozzled. Oh, I was so sozzled last night. Romp. I was so sozzled that a pal romped with me. I'm clipping that. <laughs> in his pants. Pal, Rob Gaskell inked the words in revenge after Josh made a bad job of a tattoo on his leg two years ago. But the support workers, both 24, say they're still mates and have now had their unwanted tats lasered off. Support workers? What kind of support? Rob of Mosley, Greater Manchester. Oh, it's uh, your guys. Use the, uh, Rob. use the DIY tattoo kit. 
DIY tattoo kit. He said, eh, the opportunity presented itself and I could not resist. I didn't feel guilty as I'd had a few drinks, but I was quite remorseful later. Now then, now then. Forgiving Josh said, aye, that was a practical joke. <laughs> Sorry, I was to... <laughs> right, you better play record quick. I tell you what, I, I tell you what I would like to have. I tell you what I'd like to watch. I'd like to watch John McCrick. Romp. Yeah. In his pants. Ooh. Good times for a change. See the luck I've had can make a good man turn bad. So please, please, Romp. please. In his pants. Let me, let me, Romp. let me. Get what I want this time. Haven't had a dream in a long time. See, the life I've had can make a good man bad. So, for once in my life, let me. What I want Lord knows It would be the first time Lord knows It would be the first time For beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, we've just heard reports that there's a lorry on fire at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes, which is blocking a lane. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's closed between Junction 10 for the Wisleyans Change and 8 for Rygate, which is causing delays now from Junction 11 for Chertsey. And in Brickettwood on the North Orbit Road, that's starting to look very heavy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. In Bletchley, Watling Street is closed because of an accident between Standing Way and Saxon Street. And on the trains, Abelio Greater Anglia are reporting 15-minute delays through Bot. Broxbourne. That's because of a problem with the train. And the Central Line has severe delays between West Ryslip and North Acton. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. So, th- let's try and remember what we've got. Uh, if you're a bloke, is it uh, more flattering to be chatted up by a gay man than a girl? How many best friends have you got? Oh, yeah. And male singers, what do sing like girls? We'll talk after this. Here's the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, police apologise for not attending Luton meeting. Three arrested in latest Wickham vandalism. And voice of cricket Richie Benno dies aged 84. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up to a meeting which they organised about the problem of prostitution in the Hightown area of Luton. Only 12 residents attended. Two years ago, the Force and Luton Borough Council announced a five-year strategy to deal with the issue. Matt Ryan, who's lived in the area for 60 years, says the sex trade is still going on. When residents start complaining, they do something. They come out for a few nights, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, depending on how hot it is. And then it just dies down and it comes back straight away. In other words, we are a hub for street prostitution. Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in High Wycombe yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of vandalism to cars in the town. Police were called to Arundel Road at around 2.40 to reports of a car on fire and several other vehicles being damaged. Three males aged 22, 19 and 17 were arrested. A £1,000 reward has been offered following several weeks of vandalism thought to be linked to the inquest verdict on local man Habib Ullah. The Conservatives say regulated rail fares will rise by no more than inflation until 2020 if they win power at the general election. Labour is pledging to guarantee neighbourhood policing across the country and will scrap police and crime commissioners to help fund that. Police investigating the murder of a woman in Buckinghamshire 20 years ago today have identified DNA which could belong to her killer. It's believed that Janet Brown disturbed an intruder at her home in Radnidge. Her daughter Roxanne has made a new appeal for information. Our mum's murder was planned and brutal and the horror of her death stays with us every day. She was attacked and killed in our family home, a place where we should all be safe. There is new DNA evidence which will help Thames Valley Police bring the killer to justice, but we need your help to find them. She was a kind and loving person and her death broke our hearts. Luton-based EasyJet are operating five so-called rescue flights today to help passengers stranded across Europe by the French air traffic controllers' strike. The company cancelled nearly 250 flights on Wednesday and over 330 yesterday and have put up over 6,000 passengers in hotel rooms. The Australian cricketer and commentator Richie Benno, who's been called the voice of cricket, has died. He was 84 and had been suffering from skin cancer. His voice was known to millions, first on BBC and then Channel 4, working on British television from 1963 to 2005. They're looking for that, let alone chasing it. It's gone straight into the confectionery stall and out again. First ball in Test cricket in England for Shane Warne. And he's done it. Gadding has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. Richie Benno, who has died at the age of 84. In sport, world number one Rory McIlroy is seven shots behind the leader, Jordan Spieth, after the opening round of the Masters at Augusta. And the Watford striker Troy Deeney is the Championship Player of the Month for March. Wickham boss Gareth Ainsworth is the League Two Manager of the Month. The weather, another warm day with plenty of sunshine, although hazy at times, a maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Thank you, Simon. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show for a Friday. Man, my eyes are stinging. Stinging eyes. Stinging eyes. 
Uh, so what have we uh, got? We've got some newsy stuff coming up, but I, let's be honest, you're not interested in that. I, I listened to another BBC local uh, radio breakfast show yesterday, bits of it. It was all right. It was all right. I've got to say, I, I, I'm not going to big myself up. That's up to you, but, do, you know, you go and have a little listen and, and see whether, you know... I heard their roving reporter. Let's... Bless you. Let's just say... We're very lucky to have Justin. We're very lucky. <laughs> Bless you. We're very lucky to have Justin Dealey on I this know, show. We are. Very, very. I mean, no one else would take him, so we're not literally lucky to have him. <laughs> if you sneeze one more time. Oh, stop it. Uh, we're not literally lucky to have him. It's a contractual obligation. I think he comes with the station, doesn't he? He was here when the station was built. But this guy on this other place. Oh, it was. <laughs> right, that's it. Will you stop sneezing? I'm trying to do the intro. Stop sneezing. Stop sneezing. Ow! Thanks. It's so unprofessional. Why can't you just do the intro? Sorry, guys. Just had to go off mic for a second there. Sorry. That's why you heard extended piece of music. There's a little emergency I had to deal with. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay. So, guys that sing like girls. Sorry? Prince. What? Oh, yeah, good one. Guys that sing like girls. Prince is a good one. Claire suggests Prince and also Charles and Eddie. I'm not sure which. They Probably both. Which, what did they, song did they do? Me and the Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know. That's not helped in the slightest. Snuffers but. says, men who sing like women. Tom Jones, I think I may know different women to you. <laughs> Snuffers. Michael Jackson when he was younger. Yeah. Right yeah. girl. Michael Jackson was a right little girl. He, well, when he was younger, he was a child. Yeah, but when he, when he was older, he, he sounds hey, very soft. So, um, uh, um, lots of policies are being announced, OK? And one of the policies that's been announced is to help adult children move out of their homes. In London, isn't it? Adult children? That's the... That's the weirdest image I've ever heard in my life. Adult children? Oh, but I would say... So that's like blokes in their 40s that wear school uniforms. Those kind of... Perverts? See, you mean perverts? No, no. Adult children? Me. (laughs) What, tiny people with squeaky voices? Yes. Oh, hang on, that's another phone-in, isn't it? Adult children. (laughs) See, I think... um, I think Prince Harry is is one, because he's got, like, a child's head on a man's body. Okay, this is gold. I'm going to write this on the board in a second. Uh, Adults that look like children. Adult children. 08459 455 505. Is it still half-term next week? No. Thank God. Right. Bedfordshire Police have apologised for not turning up to a meeting which they and Luton Borough Council called to discuss efforts to tackle street prostitution in Hightown. Two years ago, they made a promise to clean up the streets of Luton within five years. Critics suggested this was impossible and they'd simply be moving the problem around. Well, Shazad Kadam leads the Hightown Against Prostitution campaign. Morning, Shazad. Good morning, Ian. Uh, So this meeting last night, Hardly any, anyone turned up, Shazad. No one seems uh, to care anymore. Well, I think, I think uh, you know, we were trying to fool ourselves that uh, someone did care. Uh, the meeting was actually uh, was supposed to happen last week, Thursday. Uh, and none of the 
partners attended at all. It was just a residence. And, you know, it's, we've always knew, we, well, we didn't know this, but in the back of our mind, we always had this doubt, you know, they've left it here for 20 years, you know. Uh, but, but, then, but then hardly any of the residents turned up, Shazad. There were a dozen people there. Well, the thing is, most residents are afraid to come out and be seen talking to the police and be seen talking to the councillors regarding this issue. But you've had meetings, you've, yeah. you've had bigger me- you've had better attended meetings than this, Shazad. But people are obviously losing, just just not getting bothered about it anymore, are they? No, they are bothered. They are they're really bothered. People are afraid, but a lot of people, some some people, just pack up their bags and leave. But you to, know, to get just, twelve move on. to get twelve residents, Shazad, turn better, up to a it's, meeting. It's that better is, than in no meeting, no uh, partners. Well, yeah. Well, you can't play. You might, you know, you're playing my yeah. willy's bigger than your willy. Really, it doesn't really work in this, in this, in this thing. If you, if, if people in the area are so upset, and we'll get onto the police and the council in a minute. Don't worry, I'm going to give you a completely rough ride. But if only twelve residents could be bothered to turn up, doesn't Ian, that say? To, doesn't that say yeah. to you, Shazad, they're bored of it. it? It it shows that there are vulnerable people who are afraid to come out and speak but, but to you've, residents. You've but when, bigger... when, when, when they, when they be, have been in previous meetings and the partners and the police have made promises for the last 25 years, these people are, you know, are, you know either the, you know, they're, just, they're just fed up with so hearing the, the same so they've promises. Given up. So they've given up? Well, that could be, you know, that, that could be really, they have given up. And, you know, you know what, you know, I, I, don't really, I don't blame them because, you know, we just get fed with promises and fed with, Fed with empty promises and empty lies, okay. and people, all we've been told is the same thing over and over again. But in fact, that this area was designated for this crime, and you know the partners played a big part of keeping it here, and they've got no no they've got no reason to move it on. They've got nowhere else for okay. it to go, so, so they so, wanted to stay here. So if, if the residents have given up on on uh, this ever getting sorted out, what, what, what you know what what were you expecting from the police? Well, I expected them to turn up at least, you know. Well, had, had they said they were definitely going to... T- they'd organised this meeting, had they? Oh, this meeting was organised a couple of months ago. There's posters of it up. And it says uh, um, the local police are organising this meeting and we will definitely be there. Well, well uh, you know, well, maybe we should have got an RSVP from them. You know, should have phoned them up and I'll confirm with them. You know, maybe that's our mistake, you know, like other operations... Um, we've, you know, they're there for one week and then the next couple of weeks, couple of months, you don't see them. You know, maybe we should have, it's our fault, we should have checked with them and find out that, um, you know, we'll just confirm whether they are turning up or not. So what was the mood amongst the dozen people that were there? You waited for two hours, did you? Well, uh, unfortunately we did and, uh, you know, we just thought maybe... You know, uh, it, it was a uh, you know an error on uh, someone on the time. Someone forgot to wake up uh, on time in the morning, and maybe we will give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, you know, well, we just it's it's you know it was, it was just pointless, and it, it got frustrating in the end. And it just shows that um, you know, it, well, everyone felt the same way. That it's always the same thing with the partners. That uh, they just tell us something just to keep us quiet for a little while, and just to. Uh, so we don't make any, you know, the residents don't make any noise. We, you know, we've got a right to ask to have to live in a, in in a peaceful area. You know, we pay our council taxes. We don't want no street workers standing outside our door, doorstep, outside our garden. If, 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 you know, if they're happy for it to stay, you know, outside their front garden, outside the town hall or the police station, 
you know, they can move them on there. We don't want it outside our house. Um, did you phone up the police? Um, what have they said to you? Well, I actually... About, uh, the me- about not turning up at the meeting? Well, I think the, the paper in question did speak to them and, um, you know, they said they didn't have... You know, uh, they simply forgot. They didn't have, I think... Uh, so, hang on, Listen, if I'm waiting for a meeting... I, I had a meeting yesterday in London with a bloke. He was eight minutes late. I phoned him up. Did you not phone anyone up at the, on the in the evening? Um, I, I actually did phone up. There was a number on the paper. Right, and what did they say? Um, I didn't get through to anyone. Right, and you've not phoned anyone up since? Uh, I spoke to... Yesterday, I spoke to the inspector. Yeah, and what did the inspector uh, say? Uh, he actually came down to see me. And, um, you know, to be honest with you, we didn't, you know, we, he said that he's just come on to the, to the operation yeah. and he will, you know, give him a bit of time and he, you will see results. But, you know, do we believe what he says, you know, like the rest of the inspectors? Do we, you know, just keep quiet and do as we're told and, uh, you know, just wait for results like the last 20 years? Or we're, do we we're, actually we're do something only, about it? We're only two years, just over two years, into the five-year plan. So well, there's still plenty of time to go if, well, if we believe what they, they said about it taking five years. Well, if other, other areas can do it in 18 months, don't, but, you but, think, but, don't, don't, you, don't you think that it was an easy way out for them just to quieten the residents out? Just say, look, you know, that's an easy excuse, isn't it? 18 months, though, is 18 the months. Resources, the resources... Shazad. The resources... Shazad. 18, mu- is, yeah, yeah. 18, 18 months, that's short-termism, though, isn't it? Because the, to do it in 18 months, it just means all the prostitutes and the drug dealers get pushed two miles that way. Well, if, if you want to have a sustained thing where you are encouraging people to stop living this lifestyle of having to deal drugs, having to sell if, their bodies, Leon, that's take longer. If other towns Leon. can do it, why can't Luton do it? Well, because that's short-termism. That's not solving the problem. That's just pushing the problem into... They've solved the problem. They've solved the problem. Well, no, no, they've just moved... Have you spoken to Ipswich? What? So so they've completely got rid of prostitution in Ipswich. From that 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 area. area. And they've just... From that area. Exactly, Shazad. And they've just moved it to another area. if If it's outside your house, are you bothered where it goes? Yes, I am, mate. Well, you wouldn't move it on from your doorstep? What, so you, it's want, you, so you, it's want someone, you don't want it outside your doorstep. That's like having there's a dog poo outside my doorstep, and I just brush it two doors down, so my next door neighbour's got to worry about. No, you, you make sure that dog don't come to your doorstep anymore, mate. And how do you do that? Well, you tell me. You know, the people which are the, the partners which are the, which uh, are there, they're getting paid to protect the residents of Luton. They're getting paid to protect the the residents of Luton, which is why a short-termism plan of of just moving it two miles down the road, moving it to to, to two streets along, that isn't the solution, is it, We've never never said, we've never said that we want it moved. You literally just said it then. You literally just said it. We want it moved away from our doorstep. Yeah, we to someone else. We don't want to move outside. We don't. It's not to industry. It's not wherever it wants. We just don't want it on our doorstep. But that. Well, but you, yes, so you can. You, so you've just said it. Then you've literally just said it. You can move it wherever you want. We don't want it outside our no, doorstep. I never said. I said no. I don't want it. Outside, I don't. I'm not saying I want it outside your doorstep, do I? I don't care where it goes. No, you don't care. It could be my doorstep. It could be my mum's doorstep. It could be my kids' doorstep. It could exactly. be my mate's maybe, doorstep. Maybe, maybe you know. Then you you'll know how the residents feel. But that's, you know, that, that's Shazad. That's not the way to feel about it. Yeah, OK. Well, well when you have it 30 years outside your doorstep... I how must you be tired. To uh, yeah, exactly. It's about the prostitutes. Well, you know, there's, 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 there's a new there's an academy running, I think, in Hightown somewhere. A you prostitute know, and one academy? On the road, 
Well, you know... Pros- uh, hang on, Shazad, hang on, now you took... There's a prostitute academy running up. Well, there must be, isn't there? There's, you know, there's two new ones coming along all the time. Do you not feel sorry for those girls? So, you know, you know what, Ian, I've, I've spoken to a few of them, and you know what I've got, uh, answers I've got back from them. It's none, of, it's none of your business, and, you know, we choose to do this, right? It's easy money. So you don't feel sorry for the girls that have to sell their no, bodies? No, there are, there are vulnerable, vulnerable ones out there. Okay. There are genuine ones. But some of them are just using the system because they know they can get away with it. They're using the system just because they don't want to work and easy money. <laughs> um, you know, you know, it, must be, it must be so easy, Shazad, having to have sex with loads of random, horrible, fat, sweaty well, blokes. I, I wouldn't know. I, I wouldn't know, Ian, that. Oh, you know, I, 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 you know. I'm sure you wouldn't. Shazad, listen, it's always good to talk to you. Thank you. Shazad Kadam uh, leads the High Town Against Prostitution campaign. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, it's still closed between Junction 10 for the Wisley Interchange and 8 for Rygate because a lorry overturned. It's causing queues from Junction 11 for Chertsey. And on the M1 southbound, there's reports that a lane's been blocked at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes because a lorry's on fire. In Bletchley, on Watling Street, that's closed because of an accident between Standing Way and Saxon Street, which could cause some delays by the Denby Industrial Estate. And on the trains of Greater Anglia have delays through Broxbourne of about 15 minutes because of a faulty train. And on the London Underground, the central line is suspended between Woodford and Epping. There are severe delays on the rest of the line. That's because of a faulty train. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. Uh, if you've got any views on the conversation you just had with uh, Mr Gadam, you're more than welcome to give us a call, of course. Not talking to Sammy, I'm talking to you, dear listener. I, although she can as well. She's not excluded. It'd be, it'd be weird, though, wouldn't it? 08459 455 555. It's 717. It's Friday the 10th of April. Here are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up to a meeting which they organised about the problem of prostitution in the High Town area of Luton. Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in High Wycombe yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of vandalism to cars in the town. One of the people arrested was caught in his pants. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning. Coming up at nine on the big phone in this morning. Is it a good idea to make jobless teenagers work for their benefits? How would you like this country to stand up to President Putin? Are you surprised to see British people being blatantly racist? The JVS Show. I think we've got to get over this issue about racism doesn't exist. It, it has existed. It will probably carry on existing. What I wanted to say is they've got this completely the wrong way around. You know, that, that, that is also true. That is also true. You will always get some, but they are such... A minority. Oh, the man's a buffoon. Get him up, get him out of bed, give him a sense of purpose. The JVS Show. Do you think we have got to, as a country, start taking this issue more seriously? Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. We'll do some Texas in a bit. Let's let's speak to our guest and then we're going to do some Texas. There's no rush. You've got to sort through them, have you? Mm. 81333, start your text 3CR. Now, it's expected that £200 million will be spent betting this weekend at Aintree. Grand National is a race known to attract bets from people who don't normally do it and don't really know what they're doing. Is it all a bit of innocent fun or does it introduce people to the seedy world of gambling? 
uh, we can uh, speak to John McCrick now. Morning, John. Morning, Ian. The Grand National, it's never really floated my boat. Is it, is it exciting? It is fantastic. Tell me why. It is fantastic. It is sort of unites the nation for ten minutes. It is absolutely magnificent. The courage of the riders, the horses, the spectacle. It's, it's set alive and the sun will be shining. It's a magnificent ten minutes plus. Uh, why do you think it grabs the, the attention of the nation so much, John? I think there's a history of it for a start. Back to 1839, over those formidable 30 fences, we can argue about them and whether they've been changed and how much they've been changed and everything like that. But it's a magnificent British, unique British event. Nowhere else around the world and is it, anything to compare with it. And it is that thing that people who wouldn't normally have a flat... All offices around the country will have sweepstakes. There'll be people putting bets, that, you know, putting a couple of quid on because there's a horse that's named after their nan's second house. It, 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 people get involved, don't they? Of course they do, and you're drawn to it, especially. It's the biggest gambling race um, of the year by far. It has the biggest TV audience. It, it is a magnificent spectacle to watch it. Now, they've all to the fences. The old-timers, the people in racing, really are pretty horrified. They've taken the stiff birch out of the, out of the fences. Um, the fences have been levelled off. Beaches Brook no longer exists as the great drop that you used to have. Jockeys used to say it was like jumping off the edge of the world at beach is no longer there. I'm all for that. We've got to think of health. Because that, that, that has saved safety. horses' lives, hasn't it? The last two years, uh, I think it is, no horses have it, died. That, and that is what overshadows entry. See, the problem we've got here is one of perception. And the animal... Um, rights people who, who want to abolish really steeplechasing, abolish racing are animal lovers. You've got to accept that. They love animals as much as we do. But they've got this morbid need for death. They need horses to die. It's horrible to say it, but it is a fact, and they're there. Who, so who needs horses to die? The animal lovers. Huh? Because the animal rights people. Because that's what their campaign is based on. And when they have no, no deaths for the last two years, for them it's been a disaster. And they need death. And it's awful to think about it. That but by their machines, all their publicity is all geared up. They want death. And so it's very, very sad. And it's one of those things that the national is here. It is I don't think, John, I don't think the animal rights people want death. They, they, want, the op- they want the opposite. They no. want no death. No, no, they need death. Not that they want it. They need it. Without death, their cause no. withers away. But by, by uh, reducing the deaths, surely, and I'm, 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 you know, being impartial, but I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit, but by, by there being no death, that, that proves their point in the past, that, it, that, those, that, that Beecher's Brook and those other jumps that have been uh, levelled a little bit, they were cruel. They've done abs- absolutely the right thing. And that's um, from pressure from animal rights people, it, isn't it? It's pressure from so many people long, long before the animal rights people were going. That up to 1960, the fences were upright. There used to be a brick wall there. Things have changed so really? much. A brick wall on the race? No, there used to be. There used to be in, 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 in the uh, 19th century. So things have changed a bit of bits of it were over a ploughed field. Things have changed so much, rightly so. Some people in racing object to it. They say it's all gone soft and everything. It hasn't. The visual spectacle is there. The courage and the bravery that's needed to, uh, to get over those 30 fences is there. That They've altered the start slightly. All sorts of things have been done, modified quite rightly so. But the animal rights people, it is awful to say, but it's a fact. Without death, they have no cause. 
And that is very sad to say, and they are waiting, and they are not... The, the, they, as I said, they do love animals, Ian. Make no mistake. Of course they do. Of course they, but they need a death. They need it for their pub, propaganda and their publicity. It could be argued, John, that horse, rice, uh, horse uh, r- r- racing in itself is a cruel sport. Now, because that's you're, a very good point you make there. But think of what the, uh, the ultimate outcome of that would be. If you accept that as it is cruel, that it is terrible, yeah. there would be no thoroughbreds. Yeah. So you are condemning to death, not you are, but the people who have their oh. way, if they manage to do away with, with um, steeplechasing and with hurdling and yeah. then with horse racing, then nobody would breed them. So they are condemning thoroughbreds to die. Well, no. Yes, they are. Well, no, no, keep them. That's not compa- condemning them to death. That's just condemning them to them not being bred anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and those, so you're not going to go around and shoot them. Well, those who are alive, who will keep them? Who will keep them for 20, a horse lived to 25 to 30? Who will keep them for this year if they've not been racing or anything like that? So it is, they're doing away with a whole species they would be doing away with. That's what they're going to face up to. If they had their way and did away with racing, there would be no thoroughbreds. John, what are you up to these days? Not, not, not very much, sort of scratching around and doing bits and pieces. And How are you putting food on the table? Well, it, it, it is very hard. and It's one of those things when you've been sacked and, um, and, and you can no longer work, it's, it's, um, you, you wake up in the morning. And you and you listen to Three Counties Radio. Good you dad. listen to you watch Jeremy Kyle, oh Deal or No Deal. I'm keeping away from Judge Rinder at the moment. <laughs> but, so it, it is all it's all very, it's very sad when you're not working. And and you know, Ian, yeah. when you when you wake up in the morning, you've got a job. I've worked for yeah, sixty yeah. years, whatever it is. You've got to have, or you need to have something to do, an inspiration, a purpose in life. And I've got no purpose in life, and it's very sad. But that's that's what happened to me. You you lose a case, and you're out of work, and that's the reason I are, it's interesting you say you've got no purpose in it. I hope you don't mind us going off on this tangent, John. Go on. It's because you don't sound as um, as sparky as you have done when I've spoken to you in the past. You do sound like you've you've lost something. I, I, I don't know if that's I, you I, getting uh, older or if that's, if that's, you know, kind of the situation you're in. I hope it's not true. I, I don't think it is true. But if you think that, no. it, it, it's up to you and, and um, you know, I've worked with you before. Um, it, I've you, always enjoyed opinion. working. No, no, yeah. I've always enjoyed working yeah. with you, John. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I do think, you know, I do think it's sad that you're not working and I think it's it's a waste well it's, it's sweet of you to say so but that's for what other people to judge and how the how the, how the program and the racing is covered generally um, uh, with the new team that are doing it but overall so important for racing the next 48 hours at entry is is the climax of the year as far as racing and the outside world goes and it is the perception the races yeah. you've got the use of the whip for instance just one example I'm against whipping horses now I always have been. We well, always have been. Well, I'm a convert, so nothing's worse than, than the, the zealotry of a convert. Of course, I used to be in the betting shops or whatever it was. Of course, one more hit, God, oh, didn't hit him hard enough or often enough. And I thought, what are we doing here? Mm. We're hitting animals in the name of sport. No one else, nowhere else, can you actually legally hit anybody, any animal, anything. And yet, in racing, they continue to use the whip. Racing would go on without the whip. Yeah. A.P. McCoy would still be champion jockey, and the uh, Ryan Moore and all the other top jockeys, they were exactly the same. Horses can race. There are races they hold in this country with hands and heels only. Have the whip for controlling and steering a horse, but not for hitting it. And that's the shame at the end of a big race, especially like the Grand National, when it's absolutely, you know, it is the most important race mm. in the lives of the jockeys. We're hitting horses, and it turns off millions of people are turned off by the sight of that. If only we could grow up Who? and do away 
without the whip. Who is your? Who's going to win tomorrow, John? Well, I think Rocky Creek is not being very clever, but it's it's the horse that's got virtually everything in its favour. So I go along with Rocky Creek number four. I Brilliant. think he's got a tremendous chance. John, I always love talking to you. Take care of yourself. Thank you, Mr. Ian. Thank you, John. Take Bye. care. Ta-ta. John McCrick. I worked with John in the past, and he's absolutely bonkers, but he's wonderful. He's, he's wonderful. Isn't that sad? He's got no purpose in life. I know he's not everyone's cup of tea. I know a lot of people think he's a boring old misogynist. Um, it was a character just the same as Thingy. He's, he's, uh, he's Katie Hopkins, he's Jeremy Clarkson, he's all of these people. He's Katie Hopkins with a bit more humour, I think. Yeah, yeah, uh, and a bit more, uh, uh, um, I was going to say a bit more understanding, maybe that's true. Self-deprecation. Yeah, he's all of those people. And, uh, isn't that sad? I've got no purpose anymore. I know he was my... lying there in his pants as well. <laughs> you stop. You're, you're, you're obsessed about having... Um, Romp in, uh... in his pants. I hope he didn't mind me. I, I suspect, I, I sensed he, he didn't want to go off on that tangent too much, and that's absolutely fine. But, um, you know what he's like? He'd have told you to jog on. He you? would have told me to jog well, on. Well, when I said thank you for joining us, he said, that's OK, great fun. Oh, good. Well, that's, so. that's nice to know. Uh, 08459 four double five five double five. Catherine, sort out those texts. They're coming up next. Travel news for beds. Hang on. Sorry, no, Sam. take your time with the text because... Um, no, Sammy, sorry. No one's sending... I've just, it's I've got, okay. no, I've just got... Sorry. I've just got a good one. <laughs> sort out those texts. They're coming up next. Is. That was worth it. Thank you, Sammy. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Anti-clockwise on the M25. It's still close between Junction 10 for the Wisley Interchange and 8 for Rygate because of an overturned lorry. And it's causing delays from Junction 11 for Chertsey. Also on the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise around Junction 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound, a lane's blocked at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes because a lorry's on fire. And in Bletchley on Watling Street, that's been closed because of an accident between Standing Way and Saxon Street, which is causing delays. And the old A5 there is closed, according to Chris, who called in. On the Trains of Belio Greater Anglia have delays of 15 minutes through Broxbourne because of a faulty train. And on the London Underground, the Central Line has severe delays because of a broken down train at Ricelip Gardens. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up to a meeting which they organised about the problem of prostitution in the Hightown area of Luton. Campaigners have defended the fact that only 12 residents turned up. Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in High Wycombe yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of vandalism to cars in the town. And tributes are being paid to the Australian cricketer and commentator Richie Benno, who's died at the age of 84. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. World number one Rory McIlroy is seven shots behind leader Jordan Spieth after the opening round of the Masters at Augusta. I was pretty nervous, uh, excited, um, but I, I just, you know, I, I've, I've been wanting to get going for, for a while now, you know, even since the end of last week, so it was nice to just get out there and get a scorecard in the hand and uh, and start this tournament and I'm pretty pleased with how it started. McElroy hit a one under par 71 but American Spieth opened a three shot lead with an eight under 64. Justin Rose is among those in joint second on five under. Tiger Woods is one over after a 73 as is Woburn's Ian Poulter. Watford striker Troy Deeney is the championship player of the month for March. Third place Watford travel to Millwall tomorrow. The Hornets are currently one point behind leaders Bournemouth who are at Brighton tonight. Ahead of the league 
League One trip to Port Vale. MK Dons manager Carl Robinson says they're hoping to sign on loan 19-goal striker Will Grigg on a permanent basis. Brentford played a lot of money for him. That's a big investment that they paid and I'm not too sure whether we can compete with the investment that Brentford made. And again, that's just the reality of where we are. We'll try and do the best of what we possibly can to try and make Will Grigg play for MK Dons next season. But we are also realists as well. If the price is right, we'll do the deal. Wickham boss Gareth Ainsworth is the League Two Manager of the Month for March. Third place Wanderers host bottom club Cheltenham tomorrow. In the race for playoff places, Stevenage are at home to Northampton. Luton are at home to leaders Burton. Here's Hatters midfielder Cameron McGeehan. I think playoffs would have been a great achievement at the beginning of the year. So obviously got ahead of ourselves maybe a little bit, being in the top three at the time. Maybe that was that sort of rose the, it raised the expectations for everyone. And then sort of gone a bad one everyone thinks oh it's the end of the world but it's not it's playoffs and we're there and we've got the chance to go and play at Wembley and get promoted into League One it's still right in, right in our grasp and Lewis Hamilton was fastest in first practice for Sunday's Chinese Grand Prix the Hertfordshire driver finished ahead of teammate Nico Rosberg and Ferrari's Sebastian Vettel the Milton Keynes Red Bull cars were sixth and seventh second practice is taking place now BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at eight on calling me down the road it's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I wanna settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on down this road that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend So if you want to join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow I want to settle down Until tomorrow the whole world is my home joins me in my studio at the half past the hour morning territorial sorry your studio yes gaston joins me from australia good morning gaston yes good morning ian long time listener first time caller hey what are you doing in australia mate 
have no idea, to be honest, mate. Uh, my family moved out when I was younger. How about how old were you? Because you, you, I, I, I'm hardly picking up any Australian accent. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, I moved out when I was seventeen. And how old are you now? Uh, Twenty-three, I believe. I'm getting, a, I'm getting a little. You sound like a, you sound like a forty-year-old man. You've got a very masculine <laughs> voice. I'm getting a little hint of Australian coming through. There's a slight twang, isn't there? There's, there's, there's an Australian twang, but it's primarily English. Oh. What, what you got? Whereabouts in Australia? If you get uh, gas, and it's a big place. I've been told. Uh, it is a big place. I'm in Perth, WA. I, yeah, I have been to. I think I've been to. Um, I think I've been to Brisbane. I don't know. Brizzy. I don't. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I think I went to <laughs> Brisbane. I did a a week um, uh, commentating on that silly jungle program, and then I went to Brisbane for a day, and then I, f- I came back home. Nice. Uh, what, uh, Gaston? What, what you got for us? Yeah, I was going to talk about the flattery. Uh, well, back when I was in um, in uh, England, I was in drama school, so there was a good, healthy mix of the uh, yep. of both orientations. Yep. And uh, I, I found it not best flattering. However, um, I do have this recurring dream that, that confuses things. Um, I'm, I'm worried to ask, but I'm going to ask, Gaston, what happens in yeah. your dream? Yeah, you might have to take this out, I don't know. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa. Are you... Are you <laughs> Gaston, is that part of the dream? Is this... <laughs> oh, God. Is it, are you using this as some kind of therapy, Gaston? In your dream, are you... In his pants. Kelly bed, shortly. Sorry? Sorry. You know we're live on the radio now? <laughs> I don't live there anymore, so we're all good. In your dream, you're having it away with a fella? No. Is that is that what happens? Dale Winton. Dale, Dale Winton? Winton. Oh, wow. no! Oh, no! Of all the no, games... No and you're 23. No. He's, like, old enough to be your granddad. <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing untoward going on. Just he, romance. He simply... He shows up and he rescues me. Oh. Rescues you from different scenarios. What are some of the scenarios that Dale Winton rescues you from in your dreams? That's a great sentence, isn't it? Well, I'll set the scene. I never have the provenance of the dream. I just show up in a random scenario. Yeah. Last one was at my house and it was burning. And Dale shows up. He's just got some ripped jeans. No shirt, <laughs> with suspenders, and, um, and he's muscular. I'm not sure he's muscular in real life. But he's quite buff. He he, he pumps off a lot. Yeah. I've been told. Gaston, listen, Gaston, uh, 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 are you by the sea at the moment? I'm driving. Oh, okay. I'm listen, driving. Gaston, I'm going to let you go because it's not the best line. Wow. Please call again because that was a brilliant call. I'm I was. I wondered where that was going to go. I'm going to have some crazy dreams tonight. Gaston, mate, that was great. I really... Hey, listen, by the way, uh, if, if you want to call, if you listen on the podcast and you, you work out what time we're, we're on, you want to call from a foreign country, we call you back. <laughs> we... Sorry, Just, you're right. <laughs> sorry. Do you sorry. want me to put your fader down? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. We, we call Gosh. you back. We pay for the phone call. You call us up. Kelly takes your details. She calls you back, or Catherine will call you back, uh, and uh, we pay for the phone call. So uh, that was a, what a great call from that Gaston. was one of the best calls Wasn't I've brilliant? ever heard. Brilliant. A, a shirtless Dale Winter. <laughs> <laughs> Ripped jeans. Rescues you from different scenarios. <laughs> That's the best call ever. Thank you, mate. Oh, can we put that in the podcast, Kelly? Yes. <laughs> 
yes, yes. Uh, and if you if you're listening to the podcast from a different part of the world, you work out we're on six till nine Monday to Friday in the morning. Work out what the time is. You don't even have to know what we're talking about. If you just call up and say I am in, I can't think of anywhere else in the world. He actually did that. He called up and said, I'm in Australia. What Beautiful. are you talking about today? Beautiful. You call up, we call you back. 08459 455 555. Uh, and you can, you'll be listening to this in the podcast now. I want that dream. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to get that dream. Wasn't that wonderful? That's made me laugh so much. What a great call. Thank you, guys. Now, the reason we were talking about that was because yes. of Barry Manilow's stunning, his legion of female adoring He's fanilos. Loads of fanilos. Because they had no idea that he was a homosexual. It can't be true, they said. Uh, yes, it is. Just ask his new husband, Barry. <laughs> Gary. Gary. And I think I genuinely, this made me so happy. And what two things made me happy. One that he'd done it, good for him, and two that yesterday it was a t- it was like two paragraphs yeah. in the paper. I thought, well, haven't we come a long way from the days of outing people, yes. outing pop stars? Oh, did you know such and such is gay? Career over. That, that one of the biggest stars in the world gets two paragraphs that he's gay and got there married. Was, there was a third reason I was pleased about it. They got married last year. No one said anything. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, and it got us talking about um, you know being ch- chatted up. If you're a straight bloke being chatted up by a, ga- a gay gentleman, would you find it flattering? I've always found it flattering in the past. I've always found it flattering. Me it's good. too. I, I've received my attention from the ladies. It's always nice. Well, yeah. When I had long hair. I was a particular favourite, so it's not the short hair thing. It's nice to know that you've still got it either way. Exactly. Either and that someone way. else wants it. Justin! <laughs> yes. What, have you t- what exactly did you take to the streets well, in the end? It's been uh, a confusing morning. Yeah, it has been. Um, this, by the way, gets uh, very, very awkward. Uh, well, what's coming up here? More so, awkward uh, than Gaston's phone call? Uh, it's, well, uh, along the same lines, that's for sure. You didn't go up to men in the street and say, how would you feel if a gay man said you looked attractive this morning, did you? Because yes. that might have sounded like you were doing the chatting. Nope. Uh, I, I did put that question to people. I've also been asking ladies, if you believe some of the hype, ladies yesterday, they were very, very upset. They were crying. They couldn't believe the news. How dare Barry Manilow be gay? No, he's not gay. I'm refusing to believe this. Yeah. So uh, we've got both coming up here. And again, this does get very, very awkward and tense. Take a listen. Sam, can I ask you a question? Are you gay? No. How would you feel if a gay man gave you a compliment? Said, oh, you look nice today. Would it bother you? As long as it didn't touch me, no. Well, as long as it didn't touch you? Yeah. OK. Um, you see, personally, I would find it more of a compliment. But I don't think you would. No. This conversation is getting quite awkward. It is, yeah. Should we leave it there? Yeah. Not my cup of tea, but I'd appreciate the compliment all the same. Yeah, well, his music's nice and he's got a nice voice, but... His life is his life, and it's like all these stars are entitled to live their life the way they want to. Morning, boss. What's your name? Dexter. Dexter? Yeah. Wow, you're not going to murder me, are you? No, I'm not going to murder you. Good. <laughs> That's a good start. Um, how would you feel if a gay man gave you a compliment? We're talking about that this morning. Would you appreciate the compliment, or would you not like it? No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't what, sorry? I wouldn't. I wouldn't like it. Can you tell me why? It's my perspective. I'm not a gay man myself, but if a gay man gave me a compliment on the way that I dress and the way that I look, I would find that quite flattering. It depends on how he approaches me. So if, if it's somebody you know, you wouldn't have a problem with that then? No, I wouldn't. But if it was a stranger, you would? I would just walk off. Redner, a lot of women very upset. Um, Barry Manilow has married his manager, Gary. We've just found out about that. What's your reaction to that news? Are you upset by what you've heard? Yes, I am very upset. Why has he got married? 
and then being a gay. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Why are you upset that somebody that, that you don't know is gay? Why does that upset you? Um, because of his career. What about his career? It will ruin his career because... Why will it ruin his career? Someone, for instance, he might choose what he wants to benefit for himself. Good point. Sorry, Justin, did you get a time machine and go back to 1986 to get those boxes? No, this is what I said. It got very awkward Flip out there. Egg. And I, I was just absolutely staggered. I, I thought this morning, a simple question like that, if somebody approached me on the street and yeah. asked me that question, it, it would just be like any other normal question. But this morning, yeah. I thought it, it was tense. going to kick off. And all that thing about, oh, I don't want to touch me. Well, hang on a minute. Well, if, if, if a woman chats you up, she's yeah. not. she doesn't pounce on you and start rubbing your leg. I know, I like I know. When gay folks to chat me up. I've kind of let, I've, I've not led them on, <laughs> but I've kind of let them do their little spiel. I say, look, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. You're, you're barking up the wrong tree. I appreciate it, mm. and I'm happy to have a chat. But you know, this nothing is, uh, you know, this ain't, this ain't going to go nowhere, fella. I don't get it. I mean, this morning, what half an hour? We, we could have been there out there this morning for a good hour and a half, and I'm sure that the opinions would have been the same. Um, yeah, not great, yeah. but um, yeah, I think it's a bit. I think it's weird. I think those opinions, to be quite frank with you, are weird. Oh eight four five nine. Four double five five double five. Weird, or, or do you go along with them? If you're a bloke and a gay fella chats you up, or maybe has chatted you up, um, I, I can't see how you would take it any other way. You just simply go, "I'm all right, thanks." I think a lot of people do think that gay blokes that um, they kind of pounce on you, and you know, it's the backs to the backs against the wall brigade that, 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 that think that. that they're constantly going to be, I was going to say, humping away. Here, I've said it. Here's a newsflash, guys. They might not fancy you that much. <laughs> they might just like your tie. Exactly. <laughs> Justin, what are, you go, what are you going out on next? Well, whatever you want. We, we can do, we can do um, what, what you were talking about earlier on, about friends, um, how many close friends have you got, are, are they from your school days, etc. I, I am on the streets this morning willing to do whatever. Let's do the friends, because Kelly Betts claims to have, like, a, a dozens of best friends. I've got yeah. three. Mm. I've got three best friends. I've got colleagues, and I've got friends and I've got people I like and I've got three best friends. Are they from your school days? No, mate. Days? No? I don't speak to anybody from Why? my school days. You're you're um, slightly younger and also you live in the area you grew up in. Yeah, that's true. That uh, true. And I've only recently kind of, well, yeah. Um, uh, uh, and I think younger people are still friends with their school friends because the friend, things like Friends Reunited and Facebook and stuff like that. So they, they they keep in touch. There's a reason that you don't keep in touch with those people anymore. I'm still friends with loads of my school friends, but they're not my best friends. Mm. We, have, we shared a lot of experiences and stuff, but our lives went in different directions, and if we meet up, that's cool, but I'm not going to be ringing them up every five Just minutes. Just take yeah. it to the streets, mate. Speak to you in the next hour. Cheers, boss. Thank you, mate. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long delays on the M25 anti-clockwise from Junction 11 for Chertsey to 8 for Rygate because a lorry overturned. It's, it was fully closed but now there is one lane open. Also anti-clockwise on the M25 it's very busy at Junction 16 for the M40. On the M1 southbound all the lorry other lanes have reopened at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes after the lorry fire earlier on. And in Bletchley on Watling Street that's been closed because of an accident between Standing Way and Saxon Street that's still closed and causing some delays in the area. On the trains, Bellio Greater Anglia are running a normal service again through Broxbourne, but there are 10-minute delays on Virgin Trains West Coast between Milton Keynes Central and Rugby because of a problem with the train there. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you.
Can we just... Uh, let's go back a step, right? Let's go back a step. Is there anybody listening who is um, disappointed, disgusted, annoyed, or just upset that Barry Manilow has revealed himself to be gay? Is there anybody... I've sent a nice email from Jill saying it's about time he came out. Yeah. You know, you, you can understand why he didn't in the 70s. He was singing love songs to girls and it was a different world. But is there anybody listening who genuinely thinks, ah, it's disgusting, it's, it's, uh, uh, you shouldn't have come out. I, didn't wanna, I don't want to know that. Is it really a revelation to anyone either? I mean... 08459 555. You can text as well, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Right now, it's 747. It's Friday the 10th of April. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up to a meeting in which, uh, which they organised about the problem of prostitution in the high town area of Luton. Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in High Wycombe yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of vandalism to cars in the town. And tributes are being paid to cricket commentator Richie Benno, who has died at the age of 84. Barry, stay there. We'll come to you after the weather with Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, good morning. We could be looking at the warmest day of the year so far. We've only got to beat 20.7, which we've got in eastern Scotland on Easter Sunday. Uh, today, across the three counties, uh, we may see somewhere at 21 or 22 degrees Celsius, which would uh, be lovely, feeling very warm, of course. Uh, lots of hazy sunshine uh, because there is going to be quite a lot of high cloud around. We do still have some mist patches around to, uh, to be burned back as well, but they'll go pretty quickly. So there will be some cloud around at times. A southerly breeze that's actually pushing up some rather polluted air from the near continent so the air quality levels are pretty bad but that will improve into tomorrow but all in all it's a very warm day. Um, now as we head through into this evening and overnight then we'll see quite a mild night to come, milder than it has been recently, lows of around 7 or 8 degrees. The cloud will thicken into tomorrow morning and we'll see a cold front at a first thing on Saturday too that's going to give us some uh, spits and spots of rain and a few lighter bursts perhaps here and there uh, through the morning, um, some cloud around as well but a lovely afternoon on Saturday Saturday, just feeling a lot fresher, a different feel of things over the weekend. There'll still be lots of sunshine around on Saturday afternoon. Very pleasant long spells of sunshine, but temperatures only up to around 14, perhaps 15 degrees. And again, a sunny start to Sunday with things clouding over into the afternoon, perhaps a few dribs and drabs of rain. But it's looking fine and dry as pressure builds once more into next week. That's the forecast. As the general election gets closer... We want to know what you really think. Sometimes it gets a bit boring, I think. But we kind of feel like nothing changes. The Parliament really needs a good shake-up. We're holding a number of debates across beds, hearts and bucks, focusing on the biggest issues. The national health, I think that's a big concern at the moment. Immigration, probably. I think education, more than anything. If you'd like to take part and have your say, you can register your interest right now. Email 3cr at bbc.co.uk or call 08459 455 555. I always do the vote because I think it's uh, my right to vote. Election 2015 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Tim's in Bromham and I hear he's hot stuff. Hello, Tim. Good morning. Tell us about what happened to you. I was out on a, a night out in Manchester with my wife and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. I bet I know which we street you're on. Canal Street, yeah, that's it. I know it. And um, we had a really good night out. And we, I was stood there, at, we were stood in the street with a drink and this couple of guys walked past and one of them gave me the eye as he was walking past. And he said deliberately very loudly to his mate, 
Someone thinks you're attractive, gay or straight, male or female. Someone thinks you've you've still got it. Absolutely, and I'm not exactly the Mona Lisa. Let's put it that way. What do you look like, Tim? Oh, tall, dark, handsome, and rugged. I'd say. All right, in real life, what do you look like? <laughs> yeah, short, fat, and balding. Oh, uh, you, you might be what they call a bear. Yeah. Are you a bear? You no, could be... I'm not. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> oh, no, I'm not a bear. Okay. I'm certainly not a bear. Do you look I'm like... Not, I'm, I'm imagining, not. like, a Mitchell brother-type look. Yeah, a little bit more hair than the Mitchells, but similar. All right. Tim, thank you for sharing your story. I appreciate that. He sounds gorgeous. It's ah! Yeah, it sounds right, isn't it? My, the weirdest story... Well, it's quite boring, really. Go on, tell me anyway. We've struck oil. Massive oil reserves have been discovered in the countryside around Gatwick Airport. The find revealed yesterday could be worth around £450 billion... Prospectors uh, said there could be 100 billion barrels of oil under the ground. Then Rylan, who... Uh, I love Rylan. I work with Rylan. He's the nicest bloke in the world. Have you seen this tweet from Rylan, Kelly? 100 billion barrels of oil could be under the ground. Rylan's tweeted, Without trying to sound stupid, how do you just find 100 billion barrels of oil casually under the ground? How did they get there? <laughs> what, pre-packaged? How did they get there? <laughs> Oh, he's a plumbing. 100 billion. He lives in a world where someone has dug a hole and gone, flipping out, look, look at all these barrels, let me count. Blimey, there's 100 billion barrels and they're all full of oil. How did they get there? Must have been them dinosaurs. <laughs> That's hilarious. He's such a plum. I love it. And everyone told him, some more gently than others. How did they get there? <laughs> oh, good, good for you, Rylan. And Rylan used to chat me up. Did he? Rylan used to chat me up all the time, used to try and persuade me to go over to his side. Constantly, I could have been in there. Well, Too skinny for me. Who was that caller we had the other day that said you could be uh, gay on a weekend and a real man, quote-unquote, oh, uh, on a, a Monday? That was a while ago, yeah. wasn't it? Yes, I remember that. He said if you wanted a baby that badly, you would. Uh, how did they get there is the question they're asking about these diamond robbers. Oh, yeah, you guns. love these guys. Well... Because you're common and you, you, your um, class look up to thieves... I'm common. I'm middle class and I look down on things. There could have been my jewels in there. Could have been my gems. We said yesterday it wasn't Tom Cruise no. who um, climbed down a long shaft to get to the crown jewels. No. No. They didn't climb anyway. Like they abseiled. They abseiled. Yep. Okay. Listen to this, right? Diamond robbers carried out the £35 million Hatton Garden oh. raid after hiding inside the safe deposit centre. It was you? believed last night. May what? I stop what? You? what? How do they know it's £35 million? They've got no idea what was in those safety deposit boxes. It could be a quid, it could be a billion. Barrels of oil. Someone knows. Okay. Posing as builders. This goes to show, right, if you want to... I don't want to give any tips to arch criminals out there, but if you get yourself a fluorescent jacket, you can... It looks like you can nick what you like. Posing as builders, they walked through the entrance and hid in a back room oh. until the complex in London's jewellery district closed for Easter. They then disabled the lift, climbed down the shaft to the basement and forced open heavy metal shutters leading to the deposit boxes. Oh. Using a diamond-tipped drill, the crooks bored large holes in the six-foot-thick reinforced concrete walls and slipped inside the vault. The gang then used power tools to break open the 70 boxes containing diamonds, gold, jewellery, cash and other valuables. You got this, Dave. This this. Details of the audacious raid emerged as Scotland Yard appealed for witnesses who spotted anything suspicious in the street in Hoburn over the bank holiday weekend. So if you saw a builder... I too, I spotted suspicious in Hoburn. That fire in the road. Yeah, that was... Oh. Oh! Hang on a minute. Guys! Guys! When was that? 
Over bank holiday weekend. Distraction. Distraction of men in their prime. Dave, what you got for us? Hello. Hello, Dave. Uh, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, I was just thanking you for um, your comments um, with that so-called horse lover. Um, how he outraged me with his comments about the animal rights people you're, you're speaking of, You're die. speaking of John McCorrick. Who said that animal Sorry, yeah. rights people wanted the horses to die. He needed yeah. the horses to die. Yeah, go on. Uh, I'm it's a good line, about isn't it? Why are you fuming? Um, well, <laughs> obviously it's a disaster if a horse dies. Um, if, if they cared so much, um, he mentions the thoroughbreds that would be put down if um, if horse racing became um, outlawed. Yeah. Well, if they cared so much for the animal, surely they would keep their animal anyway. Um, as he rightly it's said... A lot of money. Have... It's a lot of money, though. They, those horses eat so much food, and if they're not earning... Yeah, so, so that's what it boils down to, is it? Whether you're earning or not. I quite agree. That's what a lot of times in, in horse racing, where a lot of animals um, do end up being put down. Um, but it, 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 is, it proves the, bar, the barbaric system. Um, There's no, no horses have died in the Grand National in the last two years. That makes it well, all right, doesn't it? Well, um, as you rightly said, they've removed that brick wall. But even some people are anti that, you know, were anti that. Because as well, no, the, brick, the brick wall was in the... Did he say that was in the 60s or in the, in the 19th century? I found it a little bit hard to find. You mentioned 19th century, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, the brick wall's been gone for over 100 years, so we, I'm pretty sure that won't come back. Yeah, good, good. But, it, as you said, people were upset about that idea. And, and even now, they, they were upset that it's taming the Grand National, it's being tamed down a little bit to be less barbaric for the horses, less cruel. Um, well, these people, I'm sure, could get their kicks from knowing that many of the animals that don't make the grade end up as dog meat anyway. So I'm sure that might make them happy um, if what? they could um, just bear with it and realise that horse racing is cruel still, so they don't Dave, have to be too upset. Do you really uh, think that people watch the Grand National to see horses die? That's the fun part. No, no. That's why they put we, a great big screen around any incidents that occur. They don't want the publicity. Well, why are you it's suggesting that people will be happy knowing that horses die anyway because they go to dog food factories? No, no. Not saying that, no. Um, but what I thought I'm I heard you is, say that. The, 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 I'm saying that it is, um, it's a cruel industry that doesn't want these facts known uh, that over 300 horses a year die anyway, that are bred for racing. They die of injuries um, sustained in, the, in their, um, their work, if you like. Where'd you get those stats yeah. from, Dave? Sorry, sorry? Where'd you get those stats from? Um, from a campaign group called Animal Aid. OK. Animal Aid are the ones that are calling for the Grand National to be banned, amongst others. Dave, who are you going to put your money on this year? <laughs> are you joking? I put my money... Uh, there's, a, there's a campaign by Animal Aid that says, why not put your money on a horse that's in a sanctuary that's been rescued from, from racing, such as Hillside Animal Sanctuary? Beautiful. Why not um, help, help a horse in that situation? Dave? If people love the animals that much, perhaps spare a thought for those. Maybe put the money there. Dave, I appreciate your call. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Cheers, Bye. Dave. Ta-ta. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, the entry slip road from Junction 18 for Chorleywood is closed because of lorries overturned there. And also anti-clockwise on the M25 between Junction 11 for Chertsey and 8 for Rygate. There are long delays because of an overturned lorry earlier on. There's only one lane open there at the moment. On the M1 southbound, it's all moving well through Junction 14 for Milton Keynes now after a lorry fire earlier. And in Bletchley on Watling Street, that's still closed in, bo- in both directions between Standing Way and Saxon Street. In Watford, it's looking busy on the speed sensors on Stevenson Way out of Watford and on the trains Virgin Trains West Coast are reporting 10 minute delays between Milton Keynes Central and Rugby because of a problem with the train Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio Lisa on Twitter I always thought my gaydar worked well it never occurred to me that Barry Manilow was gay what? she's come up with a great phone in though people who marry and their names rhyme she's got a good friend Mandy who is with an Andy genius Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, police apologise for not attending Luton meeting. Three arrests after more car vandalism in Wickham and tributes to voice of cricket Richie Benno. BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up to a meeting which they organised about the problem of prostitution in the high town area of Luton. Two years ago, the force and Luton Borough Council announced a five-year strategy to deal with the issue. But although only 12 residents turned up, Shazad Kadam from High Town against prostitution told this program that was understandable when they have been in previous meetings and the partners and the police have made promises for the last 25 years these people are you know are, you know either the, you know they just they just fed up with so, the so same they've given up. so they've given up well that could be you know that could be really they have given up and you know you know what you know i, I don't really, i don't blame them Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in High Wycombe yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of car vandalism in the town. A car was set on fire in Arundel Road. Several other vehicles were damaged. Three males aged 22, 19 and 17 were arrested. A £1,000 reward has been offered following several weeks of vandalism thought to be linked to the inquest verdict on local man Habib Ullah. A man is due to appear in court today, charged with trying to arrange a contract killing. Police say the alleged intended victim lives in Bedfordshire. More from Lee Agnew. 48-year-old Paul Matthews, of no fixed address, was arrested by detectives in Norfolk on Wednesday. Matthews, also known as Paul Vass, has been charged with soliciting to commit murder and possession of an imitation firearm with intent to cause fear of violence. It'll appear at Luton Magistrates Court today. Police investigating the murder of a woman in Buckinghamshire 20 years ago today have identified DNA which could belong to her killer. It's believed that Janet Brown disturbed an intruder at her home in Radnor. Her daughter Roxanne has made a new appeal for information. Our mum's murder was planned and brutal and the horror of her death stays with us every day. She was attacked and killed in our family home, a place where we should all be safe. There is new DNA evidence which will help Thames Valley Police bring the killer to justice. But we need your help to find them. She was a kind and loving person and her death broke our hearts. The Conservatives say regulated rail fares will rise by no more than inflation until 2020 if they win power at the general election. Labour is pledging to guarantee neighbourhood policing across the country and will scrap police and crime commissioners to help fund that. 
Tributes are being paid to the Australian cricketer and commentator Richie Benno, who's died at the age of 84. He'd been suffering from skin cancer. He worked on the BBC and then Channel 4 from 1963 to 2005. The Australian Prime Minister Tony Abbott has led the tributes. Our nation has lost an icon. Uh, Richie Benno has been the voice of cricket. There would be very few Australians who have not passed a summer in the company of Richie Benno. In sport, Watford striker Troy Deeney is the Championship Player of the Month for March. Wickham boss Gareth Ainsworth is the League Two Manager of the Month. The weather, another warm day with plenty of sunshine, although hazy at times. A maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Just uh, making an addendum to the old whiteboard. So far, the topics we're talking about today, and these will carry on till next week. Yes, the whiteboard requires more work, but in many ways it makes us lazier. <laughs> it makes us lazier. So, so far today, uh, do you get flat? And we could do, we've done this with men getting chatted up by gay men. Well, of course, women can uh, also be gay. I, I, I read a pamphlet on it once. Uh, if you get chatted up by a gay person, are you flattered or offended? I don't see, and I, I, I'm adding the offended because when Justin took it to the street, some people would be offended, and I'm, 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 I'm surprised by that. Someone says, oh, you're looking nice. Can I buy you a drink? That's a nice thing, isn't it? Whether they're, they're Is that a man... tabline? I thought that was just... <laughs> Do you like the one show? <laughs> uh, men that sing like girls. Uh, how many best friends have you got? Kelly Betts reckons she's got loads. She hasn't. She doesn't know yet. She's no. not needed to call on her best friends. Uh, and couples' names that Ryan plays. We've got Barry and Gary, who got married. Um, uh, well, last year, it turns out. Um... We've got... I've got people doing silly ones. Don't just make them up. We want real ones. My friend's sister, Donna, married Peter Bonner. Donna Bonner. <laughs> I think that's how you pronounce that uh, last name. I'm married to Carrie Cleaver and our surname's Rhyme. Regards, David Cleaver. That's not Rhyme. That's the same name for crying out loud. <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Jay staggered on the texts. Interesting topic this morning. I had no idea Baza Manilow was gay. Oh, come, come on, Jay. guys, really? Fair play to the legend for his honesty and his content, but it's not a disease and won't end his day job. I was chatted up in a gay bar a couple of years ago. I simply showed him my wedding ring but told him I was flattered. Because oh, no married men go in gay bars, do they? Don't show up. them the wedding ring. That is a challenge. You're showing them a bullseye. That's a challenge. <laughs> I told him I was flattered and took the time to chat. He was a normal human being. Gosh, fancy that. What? Gay bars tend to be fantastic, relaxed, chill, fun, and no Vicky Pollard's insight. Definitely a good night out, but not in Luton, God forbid, regards the... Jay. I've heard there are some really good ones in Luton. Last time I went to a gay bar was, I mean, it was a long time ago, and I was, I was still drinking, and boy, oh boy, was I very, very drunk, and David Furnish was there, and I was voguing around David Furnish. <laughs> and uh, I was shouting... Something and I can't did. repeat on the radio, but they loved it. They loved it. And I loved it. And it was fun. I can't, how could anyone be offended by someone showing appreciation of your looks and thinking that you might be an interesting person to, to hang out with? You might be a sexy kind of guy or a sexy woman. Well, you've usually had a wash before you've gone out. At least it's been appreciated. It's done in a respectful way, and that applies to, to, to anyone of any sexuality. 
all right, fancy, I want to give you one. It's not, that's gonna, sometimes that works, I believe. Um, anything else before we crack on? Uh, Being quiet on the Texas today. Tony's back. He says, no such look for me on the comps. No gay guy's going to compliment me on my dress. Hey. Have you seen the way I dress? Hey. I make a hobo look smart. It's hey. a shame. Oh, Tony. 81333, start your text, 3CR. 08459 555555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Back in 2013, Luton Council and Beds Police told us they would get rid of all street prostitution within five years. Two years on, people living in the town's red light district aren't convinced. In fact, they are furious that neither the police nor the council turned up to a meeting that they'd called to update residents. High Town resident Wendy Walker joins me now. Morning, Wendy. Hello. What's the situation like there? Is it, is it still as bad, worse or better? Um, in some parts of the area, there is an improvement um, with prostitution, though with the street lights being so dark now, you couldn't see a gir- if a giraffe was going past. Oh. Um, we have lots of curb crawlers driving up and down Wenlock Street, nose to tail some nights. And really? There's, 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 car- there's like rows of cars that are really close to each other cruising up and down? You wouldn't believe it, and um, you see certain vehicles that you can identify like a, a, a maybe a red van or a silver van yes. you know going round 20 oh, times dear. nose um, to tail yes Gosh. but i do believe in the Dudley street area and on the new bedford road yeah. there is still a, a, a lot of prostitutes are people still doing it up the chutes no, they have been locked, thank goodness. Because um, that was one of the problems, wasn't it? The, 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 the waste disposal shoots. Yes. People were doing it, doing it there. And, and, and some people had even had uh, couples, um, let, let's be polite and say, making love uh, uh, by their front door. On their front door. On their front door. As they open the front oh, door. Oh, dear. In fell. <laughs> what a shock for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, this meeting the other night, what happened? Well, I, I wasn't there and I did oh. make it quite quite clear to your gentleman yesterday but um, I did have a phone call to um, from Shazad to say nobody has turned up, yeah. nobody from the council and nobody from the police and he'd got quite a few people there waiting yeah. and he was extremely disappointed what, why didn't you go, Wendy? Um, it's a very mundane thing. I was waiting for a parcel. Oh, that no. Did you, have, for. did you have one of those windows? We'll be there between one and eight. <laughs> yes. Oh, aren't they a pain? <laughs> but I suppose, Wendy, it could be argued that um, if someone like you, who is, you know, who we have spoken to, and you are very vocal against this, if someone like you is unable to attend the meeting, then t- does it indicate that residents have given up? I think people are very, very angry. I speak to a lot of people round here. Um, you know, some people are saying, well, we will see what transpires of, of, of this so-called help from the council. And, of course, with an election coming up, so I suppose, you know, that will be on the back burner a bit. But um, I think the main, most people say we're just so sick and tired of going to the meetings, saying the same old the same old, the same old, hearing the same old promises and then nothing's done. Um, the police didn't turn up to the meeting. What's your reaction to that? Well, I do have every sympathy with the police and I do know the police lady concerned and she has been very helpful. But really, I don't think I can comment on that because I wasn't there. Yeah. 
Um, but, you know, different people also have different opinions of the police. Some say they don't, They when they ring in saying there's prostitutes and curb crawlers, they feel they don't get the reply they want, to, you know. But me being me, I, I, I do keep on, on at them, you know. Uh, Wendy, do you, do you, you know, we're two years into a five-year plan. Do you believe that this is ever going to be solved or have you just kind of resigned to the fact that this may be the way you've got to live? No, I'll never resolve to that. As long as we've got a problem, um, you know, and as long as I, I'm, I've got the strength, I will speak up and out about it because I know the suffering of the people mm. um, and the way they feel about having to live in a designated red light area and it isn't fun and it's horrendous. Wendy, good luck. Thank you very much. Thanks Thank for you. your time. Nice to talk to you as always, Wendy Walker. 08459 four double five five double five Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Now weather, and I can say this because I know for a fact Elizabeth Rizzini isn't listening. Weather's really boring. Dull. It really is dull. I mean, for most of us who've lived longer than maybe twelve years, mm. right? If you say you live in England. Yeah. And it's April. Yeah. You know what the weather's going to be like. April showers. So then let's change it. Live in England and it's August. You know what the weather's going to be like. August showers. Live in England and it's October. You know what the weather's going to be like. October showers. So what weather people do is they try and make boring weather sexy. They try and sex it up a little bit. There's a warm front bubbling up from Europe at the moment. It's affecting quality of the I've, air. Well, as we know, Justin's got a warm front bubbling up, but he's on antibiotics. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit below the belt, literally. Um, it's the genes, though. We did say, didn't we? So, um, so listen to this nonsense. Britain is brace is today bracing itself no, for. A... I'm not bracing myself. <laughs> no one's asked me. Bruised. Words that, again. I'm, I'm going to write a book. Words that are only used in the media. Bracing. B- Britain is today bracing itself for a cocktail of smog and blood rain. Blood rain. Blood rain. Blood rain. It sounds exciting. What? what blood it? rain. It's just sandy rain. <sighs> Parts of the UK face soaring levels of air pollution. I like a bit of smog. I do like a bit. We don't get proper smog. Hey, ever been to LA or Beijing? That's proper smog, guys. When you look at LA and there's just a thick, not so much now, I mean, this is 10 years ago, thick, dark cloud over it. Beijing, 15 years ago, thick, dark cloud over it. There are people who've been to neither of those places, but they were in the 60s. Yeah, yeah. They know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, I'd love to go through the Victorian uh, uh, fog, which was all, chim- it's all chimney smoke. You mean a right pea super? Yeah, I'd l- oh, it's a right pea super, madam. And no mistake, strike a light. Part of the UK face soaring levels of air pollution as dust mixes with brain with brains with that would be freaky with rain to produce drops capable of staining cars red and brown no one will notice on mine i haven't cleaned it for ages storms in the why do why do people clean cars no one puts them in a garage anymore That's that's what rain's for i like having the inside thank you so much i like having the inside uh um cleaned of my car i like that 
Storms in the Sahara have whipped up sand into a fine dust, which is being carried more than 2,000 miles to Britain. Spain saw some of this blood rain, or mud rain. Yeah, that's what it is. Or lluvia de sangre. Sorry? Lluvia de sangre. Say that one more time. Lluvia de sangre. Isn't that what Justin's got wrong with him? Oh, yeah. Um, as the, uh, it, no, it, he's got lluvia de fuego. <laughs> <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise because the lorry's overturned at the entry slip road at Junction 18 for Chorleywood, so it means that the entry slip road is closed. In Park Royal on the North Circular Road, there are queues between the Hangar Lane Gyro Street from the Park Royal Interchange, and that's because of a lane being blocked by some debris on the road. In Bletchley, Watling Street is still closed between Standing Way and Saxon Street because of an accident. And in Hatfield on the Great North Road, there's roadworks at the Bullstair Green, which could cause some delays that's not looking too bad at the moment. On the trains, Virgin Trains West Coast have uh, resumed a normal service again now between Milton Keynes Central and Rugby after a tr- problem with a train earlier on. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 8.15, it's Friday the 10th of August, or April. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up to a meeting which they organised about the problem of prostitution in the High Town area of Luton. Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in High Wycombe yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of car vandalism in the town, and tributes are being paid to cricket commentator Richie Benno, who's died at the age of 84. BBC's Three Counties Radio. Oh. Morning. Good morning. You, um, you, uh, you surprise me. I surprise you? Yes. Why? Because you're, oh, hang on a minute, let me do it again. Because you're... In his pants. No, because you came in and, I, and you're, A, you're early, which is always great. Mm. I think that's the second time this year. <laughs> and I just thought, I'd lost track of the time. Do you know what? I'm actually enjoying myself this morning. Where are you? I'm enjoying Gosh. myself this morning. Is this a rare occurrence for you to be enjoying yourself? Very much oh. so. It's, this is community service, and I, th- I think I've got another six months and then I'm done. Right. Uh, no, I, 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 of course I enjoy it, but um, uh, today I'm thoroughly exhausted and shattered, and I'm a, I'm a wreck. Jonathan, I'm a wreck. Well, come on now, it's Friday. Yes. The sun's shining. Yes. It's going to be a beautiful day. Great day to drive up the M1. Exactly. Well, exactly. <laughs> You're going to be on the M1, are Great you? day to, to um, Watford Gap 20 minute nap. That's, um, that's my plan. For Is the that day. what you do? You drive to Watford Gap and have a sleep in Tw- the car? 20 minute nap, yeah. Oh, that's. Little, little doze. It is that's that's put the chair back. Put the chair back. I try and time it so that I doze in your middle hour. Right. No, no, no. That's, that sounds rude. It's not rude. It's not rude. Because then, then it means I can wake up about 11 and I get the consumer hour. Oh, I can still pick you up. You won't want to miss my, uh, oh. my 11 o'clock hour today. What have you got? Did you hear the. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned this actually. You obviously didn't hear it the other day because it's the kind of thing you would have commented oh, go on. on. The lady who sold the uh, little boots, the designer boots. No, I missed the boots. On. Uh, on this well-known website, eBay. Yes. Okay. And uh, a woman, a woman bought these boots. She sent them off, but then this woman said, "Oh, I never received them." Oh. So PayPal gave her her money back. Yeah. Took the money off the seller, and this seller was thinking, "I'm sure she would have got them." So she went and found her Facebook page, and on her Facebook page, there's a picture of this woman's daughter wearing the designer boots. <laughs> so um, I called her a skank. A grubby little skank on the radio, and she and I have got to know one another quite well since. In fact, I was texting, tweeting her late last night in bed, 
And she's quite unhappy that I've called her a grubby little skank. You do make me... I don't know what a skank is. Well... <laughs> no, well, you, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to give my dictionary definition because it might just make things worse. Okay. Oh gosh, no, I'd missed that one. Yeah. Well, uh, an update on that case Today. after eleven this morning. Thank, I do. If the consumer hour from eleven o'clock, honestly, is is one of my favourite bits of radio. Good. Uh, throughout the week, I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, what have you got? At nine. Well, I'm hoping you'll love today because last week a live audience of JVS show listeners joined me and five of our local politicians to discuss the positive and negative effects of immigration on our local area. We heard from the Conservatives, Labour, UKIP, the Lib Dems and the Green Party. Well, this morning from nine, I will play you what happened. I want you to listen to the debate. It's quite feisty. Yes, I, warn I, you. I like feist. Then from ten this morning, mm. I want your reaction. I want you to say, who do you think talk the most sense oh. on immigration? Uh, the phone lines, of course, will be open on 08459 but it's my big immigration debate Very. from nine this morning. I like that. You like that? I like your style. Okay. You get to put your feet up for an hour, don't you? Uh, I will. No, I actually, do you know, genuinely, I'm looking forward to listening. Because you know what it's like when you're presenting something yeah. like that? You don't necessarily hear it as a listener. C can you listen back to yourself? Well, I will from nine. I oh, should be sitting there listening. I hate it. Really? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Every day it's not just about great music and great conversation. I'll get a bit technical here. It's about local experts helping you across beds, hearts and bucks. So what we're talking about then is capital gains tax potentially on the portion of the property that they directly own. On finance, relationships. But look at the way that you have contributed to this situation. Health. When you have a cough which can seem quite innocuous in this way but just irritating. Asthma is something that we would think of. Your Particularly if your dog is a border collie cross, um, it will be epilepsy. And even law. You still cannot say, judge, you have to stick to this. But the judge's approach now is going to be, well, why shouldn't we? Local advice for local people. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here we go. Oh, hang on. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Um, oh, David Crosby's at it again. Um, uh, so, uh, people's couples' names uh, that rhyme. That was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Suzanne says, my grandma and granddad... Oh, these are proper grandma and granddad oh. names. Bill and Lil. Oh. I had a granddad, Bill, but Bill and Lil. Isn't that perfect? I've got a grandma, Lil. There we go. Although, if you ever call her that, she will give you a karate chop to the wind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Suzanne. I love that. 08459 555 555. Now... So people, I didn't know people still did this, messages in bottles. When I was a kid, it was always the thing to do. But it was before the internet. Yeah, you did put it in like a, in a Sprite bottle. Um, well, no, when I was a kid, we didn't have screw screw caps. We had the, the pop cap, the, 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 the metal caps. Yes. We chucked one in the channel on the uh, French exchange and we got a reply. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, a message in a bottle intended for a woman who lives in Harlington in Bedfordshire, which I think is landlocked, if I'm correct, was found washed up in the sea near Norway. The letter in a wine bottle was thrown into the sea in Scotland 2012. What, remember that? The Olympics, uh, victory, all those kind of things were going on. Well, 25-year-old Victoria Ward knew nothing about it. Uh, morning, Victoria. Hiya. So who, t who well, tell me about this, this letter in a bottle. Who did it? Um, one of my friends who lives in Aberdeen sent it to me. Why, why, could she could not be bothered to, could she not afford a stamp or something? <laughs> he just thought it'd be 
be an interesting social experiment and about tidal movements to see if it would ever reach me. Tidal movements. So an intellectual. So what did he? <laughs> so he didn't tell you he'd done this. No. Um, and uh, what did he write in the note? Um, he said it was probably going to be years into the future when I read it, and he hopes I'm doing well. And if we have lost touch over the years, then I should look him up. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Isn't that nice? Um, and uh, <laughs> Catherine has suggested that maybe he fancies you. This is a very um, uh, reserved way of asking you out. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. We're okay. just really good friends. So he chucked it out in 2012. He didn't tell you he was going to do it. No. Um, how did you find out about it? Well, the person who found it in Norway, they forwarded it on to me because my friends put my address yeah. on the envelope inside Brilliant. the bottle. And were you so? so it, did, did it just so the the Norwegian? God, I travel miles. I'm trying to work it out. The Norwegian posted it to you. Yeah, the Norwegian girl who found it posted it to me. You um got you got the you must have been very surprised. Yeah, I was really confused because I don't know anyone in Norway, <laughs> so I was like, who's writing to me from Norway? And um, you uh, you open it and it's 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 from your mate. Yeah. What happened when you spoke to him? Um, he was really surprised. He didn't think it would ever find me, yeah. so he was pleasantly surprised that it actually did. Oh, mate, you've got to send a reply. Yeah, I'm going to. You're going to do it? You're going to go and send a reply? Yeah, I'll see what, when it reaches him. It's, it's such a weird story, isn't it? It's, <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping, because this used to be the thing to do when I was a kid, messages in bottles. I'm hoping, Victoria, that your story encourages more people to do it. Not, not throw litter in the sea, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just to, to take a punt on it. Yeah, it's a nice thing to do. Victoria, listen, I appreciate your time. Thank you for sharing your story. It's Victoria Ward from Harlington. Uh, it's a long shot. Ever had a message in a bottle? He fancies her. This is his way of chatting her up from the past. From the past. To say I'll still be thinking of you whenever, however many years' time. Letters from the past. When um, um, some parents... I'm going to sound morbid. Stick with me. I know where I'm going. When some parents of young children know that they're going to die, yes. they often stack up birthday cards and letters and they all and they send them on. So, the, you know, the kid might be five when, when dad dies, but they'll get birthday cards up until they're 18 and they'll get, like, letters of advice. Kelly's pulling the face up saying, oh, that's nice. Oh, stop it. I think that's freaky. Well, that's hard. And I would be writing... I, the thing is, that what I would write to my boys is, I'm watching you behave. Do you know what would be really sad? Yeah. When you get to the last letter... Yeah. And he says, I'm behind you. They turn around and go, boom. <laughs> Can I be practical about this? Jokes. What if one gets lost in the post? One oh, of the kids. Love me anymore. One of the kids. No, one of the letters. Don't put it in the post. What if one of the kids dies before? Oh, stop it. Oh, no. This is a phone-in for a late-night show. The saddest scenario you can think of. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't, because it wouldn't take much for me at the moment. I know, I know. And that's unfair. Sorry. Um, but I, I do think it's um, it's a strange thing to do. I think I would... I don't know if I could be... You could, you can, there's a service, isn't there, where you can email yourself. So you, you write, like, emails now, and then you, you put to be received in 2026. Um, but I keep changing my email address, so there's no way it, it Why would get to Why don't you do me. the letter in a box thing? I don't know what that means, mate. You write a letter to yourself. Yeah, and put it in a box. put it in a box. Why? And then you hide it, and then you find it in years to come with a note on it saying, don't open until 2026. Uh, I do a thing for my kids. If they're listening now, can whoever's in charge of them please turn the radio off? They don't listen, mate. They listen to heart. They do listen. Good radio. They do listen. Good radio. They keep listening because they think they might be on it again. They don't know how it works. Right. Okay. No Father Christmas. 
that you she said you know Father you Christmas. Know Father Christmas. Yeah, I know. Him. He writes him a letter on Christmas Don't Eve. Don't say this on the radio. He writes him a letter on Christmas Eve. Yeah. I've arranged it. Yeah. And each letter is a little rundown of what they've done in the year and what he's noticed that they've done good and and so I'm keeping that as a little record of their lives. And they'll have it one day. Why not take photos? No, That's a good Father record Christmas. of their lives. Why not take photos or videos? No, but it's little things that they've done that, I'm, that, that Father Christmas I is proud of. I grew up on the Britwell Estate in Slough. I used to live at Monksfield Way, 120 Monksfield Way. I lived there until I was 11. There is a tarmac drive on there. It's still there, I know, because I went past it a little while ago. My dad laid that tarmac drive. Some blokes turned up. They said they were um, doing. Uh, they were building the M25. They were building the M25. They had they'd, a bit left. They had a bit left over. My dad went. Well, we're having that. We're having a drive. That's not my, like your dad. Do something dodgy. Like my that. dad built that drive. Underneath that drive, as you look at it, about eleven o'clock, top left-hand corner, is an ancient British king. No, <laughs> there are two golden Virginia tins. And in those Golden Virginia tins, it might be one, I think there's two, I think me and my sister did one each. In those Golden Virginia tins are time capsules. <gasps> and as far as I remember, in mine are two marbles, three and a half pence, and a letter. I remember not what I wrote on that letter. One day, in the, in the deepest, darkest night, I'm going to go there with a jackhammer. <laughs> I'm going to destroy their drive, and I'm going to retrieve those buried treasures. Because, man, you love marbles. <laughs> I need the money! <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, the entry slip road at Junction 18 for Chorleywood is closed because of an accident. And in Brickettwood on the North Orbit Road, that's looking very busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabouts. In Bletchley, Watling Street is still closed in both directions between the A421 and Saxon Street by the Denbigh Industrial Estate. And on the Trains Verge and Trains West Coast are running to time again between Milton Keynes Central and Rugby after a problem with the train there earlier and there are no other major delays showing up on the departure boards. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Um, I'm just seeing a message from Kelly Betts. Uh, uh, that's a great story, mate. Thank you so much for sharing that uh, with me. Uh, 08459 455 555. Last 30 minutes of the show. Well, it's pretty much over to you, really. These are some of the things what we are talking about. Uh, if you get chatted up by someone of the same sex, are you flattered or upset by it? Why would you be upset if someone's saying, hey, you look nice? Uh, men that sing like girls. And I tell you what, we can flip it. Girls what do sing like men. I'll give you Alison Moye. Yeah. I'll give you Alison Moye. To need to ticker him. Oh, there's a good <laughs> tradition of love and hate. Uh, how many best friends have you got? And couples' names that rhyme. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC's Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Campaigners have defended the low turnout at a meeting about the problem of prostitution in the Hightown area of Luton. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up and only 12 residents attended. Three people, including two teenagers, were arrested by police in High Wycombe yesterday afternoon in the latest spate of car vandalism in the town and tributes are being paid to the Australian cricketer and commentator Richie Benno, who's died at the age of 84. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
World number one Rory McIlroy is seven shots behind leader Jordan Spieth after the opening round of the Masters at Augusta. McIlroy hit a one under past 71, but American Spieth opened a three-shot lead with an eight under 64. Justin Rose is among those in joint second on five under. That was really well played for me today. I didn't miss many shots out there, and I think that equals my lowest score at Augusta. So, you know, perfect start, really. Um, but it was, a, it was a nice start, you know, even from the first hole. I was in a good pairing today or group um, playing the defending champion. There was a nice atmosphere atmosphere and buzz about the round so uh, that got things started nicely for me. And Tiger Woods is one over after a 73, the same score as Woburn's Ian Poulter. Watford striker Troy Deeney is the Championship Player of the Month for March. Third place Watford travel to Millwall tomorrow. The Hornets are currently one point behind leaders Bournemouth, who are at Brighton tonight. Ahead of the League One trip to Port Vale, MK Dons manager Cole Robinson says they're hoping to sign on loan 19-goal striker Will Grigg on a permanent basis. Wickham boss Gareth Ainsworth is the League Two Manager of the Month for March. Third place Wanderers host bottom club Cheltenham tomorrow. In the race for playoff places, Steve Nidger returned to Northampton. Manager Graham Westley says his side are improving all the time. We've got until the playoff final to, to put ourselves in a position. We've got a, a must-win game. Um, you know, all the games leading up to that, I've been saying, we've been winning points. And when we've been winning points, we've been winning something. Others have been losing games and getting no points. And Luton are at home to leaders Burton. On loan striker Elliot Lee could return. Cameron McGeehan's goal saw Luton return to winning ways on Monday. Manager John Still says they're on course to make his move from Norwich permanent. You know, he's one of the the young, hungry, ambitious sort of players that we do want to bring here. And, you know, that was always a plan when I come. So when we identify him, can we do it? So, you know, I'm, I'm really positive about it. It's not done, but you know, I'm really positive about it, yeah. And Lewis Hamilton was fastest in first practice for Sunday's Chinese Grand Prix. The Hertfordshire driver finished ahead of teammate Nico Rosberg and Ferrari's Sebastian Vettel. The Milton Keynes Red Bull cars were sixth and seventh. Second practice is coming to a close around now. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Simon. Girls... All of it, mate. No, you didn't. What did I say then? About the phone number. What? Oh, no, that's Oh, no, fine. different thing. Uh, any Texas? Um, yes. <laughs> well, it turns out people can hear me when I switch off all the microphones. Yes, so be really careful. How could, they know, how could you hear what I shouted when I, all of the microphones are switched off? Well, he, well, whoever sent this text Adolf. through has told us exactly what you how said. How did you hear that? Anyway, that's what I shouted. Quiet, and they but anyway, it. they thought it was funny. Good. Uh, any Texas? Helen and Milton Keynes. Yes, good morning, Helen. It, blood rain. Is that Mordor again? Ooh. I know. Isn't it oh, frightening? Yeah. Tony said, if I were to turn gay for anyone, it would have been Freddie Mercury. Gosh, you give nah. me some thought. Nah, uh, uh, Freddie, bit... the moustache. The moustache. You've got to, yeah. It would have been, for me, it was Duncan Bannatyne for a long time. Jose Farinio. Is that his name? Lou Mourinho? F Jose Mourinho. See, I've gone off him. Um, who's my current gay choice? Um, oh, I saw someone rather dashing the other day on the television. Doesn't matter, it'll, it'll come to well, me. Well, forget Barry Manilow, he's not available <laughs> no. anymore. Uh, well, OK. Manilow was never my... No, ma never Manilow. Really? No, no, no. I like his music. I think he's a brilliant songwriter. But no, not, not uh, for that. Doesn't do it for you. No. Anyway... It's not uh, tickling my ivories. 
Tony said Freddie Mercury because his wife would be happy with that. She loves him too. I don't think she's involved in this, Tony. I think it would be just I, you two. Oh, no, I think I think Freddie. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah, I think everyone could have got involved in that scene. Uh, and Mark said... Morning, Mark! As a youth, it was always great to be complimented by anyone. If I see someone who looks great, I will always tell them, much to my daughter's consternation if we happen to be in a supermarket queue. <laughs> However, if someone's mortally offended by receiving a compliment or being chatted up from someone of a different persuasion, what will they do to stop it happening again, says Mark? I, um, yeah, I haven't um, had the eye from a gentleman for such a long time. Probably about five years. Well, What's you will now. You've got a nice beard. Yeah. Mm. You, I think you look rather good at the moment. David's in Hitchin. Good morning, David. Hi there. Oh, you're David. David, I have to reach over to my bag, David, David, to get the, uh, to get, I've got, you've got a sheet of paper that lives in my bag. Right. And it says... David is a fruitcake. Oh, no. No, it doesn't. It's got the list of your cats on. Uh-huh. I'm going to play cat bingo with you, David. I'm going to say some... Yeah, I'm going to say some of your cat names, and I'm going to say some random names. You right. have to spot what is not your cat name. And you say, that ain't no cat man. <laughs> OK? Hey, I've been cat man for ten years well, since Joe the Crescent gave me the name. Who gave you the name? David Essex. Joe. Okay. So you've got to say, that ain't no cat man, okay? Uh-huh. Frankie. Rainbow. Right. Right. Bagpuss. Right. Little Winkle. That ain't no cat man. One point. Rover. Uh-huh. Bum Bum. No, that ain't no cat. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> you've, got to get the, you've got to get the full saying. This is the last round, okay? Uh-huh. Sergeant. Yep. Rob Roy. Yep. Peroni. Who the hell? That ain't no cat, man. Ladies and gentlemen, three, it's three out of three, David. Well done. Well <laughs> done indeed. <laughs> what you got for us, Dave? I've got a song. Hey, this is beautiful. Uh, uh, were you going to sing it? I would like to do it without you titling it, because I want to put a big smile on your face in that first three seconds of hearing it. You want to put a big what on my face? Pile? A big smile. OK. You need to stand still, because we, we're losing your line a little bit. Just tell us what you have for breakfast so we can make sure we can hear you. Uh, I haven't had a breakfast, as it turns Perfect. out. Perfect. Don't since move. Don't... Since when? Pardon? Don't move from that spot. David, I'm looking yep. forward to having a big pile on my face in three seconds. Away you go. OK. I knew a girl, real nice girl, down near Roxham Way. Molly Windley, she smokes like a chimney, but she's my little nicotine gal. Now the doctor tells me, Daddy, I will be. So when I asked him what's the score, he says it's only three. Three! So here I go, cheerio, see how she do fare. I know what she will say to me as soon as I get there. Are you got a light, boy? Are you got a light? Molly Winley, she smokes like a chimney, but she's my little nicotine gal. <laughs> David, it's always a pleasure. Speak to you next week. Ta-ta. Uh-huh. Thank you, mate. Bye-bye. There we go. You see? And it's as simple as that, dear listener. It's as simple as that. You want to come on and you want to sing a song, then you can. Dreams can come true here at BBC Three Counties Radio. Not um, that Australian lad's dreams, though. We can't. We cannot promise uh, Dale Winton in ripped jeans, topless. I think he said wearing suspenders, which in Australia braces. I guess is braces. Um, it's practical if you're going to be doing some heavy lifting. Yeah, rescues him in various scenarios in his dreams. The, the, the one he recounted was a burning building. Burning building. Burning building.
08459 is the telephone number. We're going to speak. Have we got Dealey now, or do you want to? Is he Come there? Come in. Come in. Is, is he? Is he on his way? The reason we're doing this is we're talking about best friends. Yeah. And I can't remember why we started with that. It doesn't really matter. In the nature oh, of. Oh, because 26 year olds have the most friends. That was it. That something. was it. We're having a little bit of bad. Young, young chums. No, you know who your friends are by the time you're 26. Okay. Well, <laughs> Uh, and I've got three best friends. I've got colleagues, I've got friends, I've got uh, people that I know, I've got 300 phone numbers in my in my phone. I've got three best friends. Mm-hmm. How many best friends you got, uh, Catherine Boyle? Probably about the same. OK. Kelly Bates, how many best friends you got? At least six. You, you, now, now yeah, exactly. You think you have. You've, you've already have. T- tempered it down from before. Yeah. You were saying loads. Uh, yeah, at least six. So okay, well, what, uh, so let's get the bracket. Six is the the, the minimum. Les maximum. I've got loads. I've got so I've got lots. Twenty, of twenty best, best friends. friends. But you have different level of friends, right? You've got good time friends, and you've got the ones that you can tell something awful and they won't yeah, leave you. Yeah, I've got at least six of those. Okay, and what's the maximum? Fifteen. Fifteen best friends. I'm thinly spread, I'll be honest. You're really not choosy, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't think you can have... You can't have that many best friends. You can have friends. Why can't I? Well, Justin, tell her why. How many because, best friends you got, Just? Um, I probably best got, friends. OK, best friends, I would probably say uh, two. Two best friends. Perfect. Tell her why she can't have more than more. Wait, than hang more. on. I speak to my best friends every day. I know exactly who they are and why they're my best friends. It's too much, if mate. You don't too get much. It, doesn't matter. I'm going to shock you now. I don't think I had a best friend till I was about 20. I'm not shocked. So 30 years ago. No, but only because I had lots of good time friends, but I don't think I ever really worked out. Good who time, my... Kath. Yeah. <laughs> good time friends. No, but you know, you know, if you're the entertainer, laid back entertainer of the group. The entertainer. They used to call her Boy Boy Boyle. <laughs> if you're that person, uh, you know. I just realised that sounds quite rude. I didn't know you here. What happened to the girls from Wow? You had a great connection. Yeah. You made some great songs. What well, your then? theory is, Justin, that, that you, you, your best friends are your school friends, which absolutely. is absolute nonsense. No, girls, absolutely. The girls from Gra- Wow, we all grew up. Grew the world girls from Growl. The thing is, you, you know, you know who they are. You know their background. You've shared so much yeah, together. But, that, that, yeah, that's a true te- friend. I wouldn't tell them loads of stuff now. They're really nice girls and everything, and we could go mm. for a laugh and a drink and everything. But I, you know, they don't know the intimacies of my life, and, Steve, and I don't know theirs. Steve, Steve, how many best friends have you got, Steve? Uh, one. One. You see? Kelly Best reckons she's got up to 15. <laughs> yeah, not possible. I was just explaining to Kelly how you tell how many best friends you've got. Go on, fella. Let's do the best friend test. Very, very simple. You decided you've murdered someone and yeah. you can't move the body on your own and you, you need to know how many of your friends would actually help this you is good. dispose of that body without telling the police. Right. That in that, case, in that case, thank you, Steve. No questions asked. In that case, I've got two best friends. Well, in that case, I've probably got about 50. (laughs) (laughs) All in. (laughs) Kels, how many of your friends would help you hide a murdered body? Yeah, six. (laughs) Or maybe 15. (laughs) Six. uh, Steve, that's that's a brilliant test, Steve. I hope you never had to put it into practice. We, uh, years ago, when I did Here's this... Here's a tip. If you don't want to put it into practice, don't do any murdering. We, uh, we did this thing for the 11 o'clock show years ago. We went to, um, to, to Paris and Brussels and filmed loads of these Vox Pops on the street. You'd like this, Justin. One of them we did. We never got allowed to show them in the end because we, we, we showed someone who said they didn't want to be shown and we got in terrible trouble for it. Rightfully so. One of them was me... <laughs> I could never do this now. It was me, covered in blood... Oh, gosh. ..holding a knife 
going up to French and Belgian people saying, uh, excuse me, I've just murdered somebody. The police are after me. Could you tell me the best place to hide? <laughs> now, a lot of them would just walk on, looking frightened. A lot of them would tell you to jog on. Yeah. But some people go, hmm, well, I, uh, there is a multi-story car park over there. Maybe if you go and hide in the basement in there, there might be <laughs> the, the police might not uh, come looking for you. Imagine doing that you now. See, this is why, you know, to, to be fair, boss, I mean, yeah. you know, we're not best friends, we're colleagues, but, well, uh, you know. Well, I would say we're enemies. Okay, enemies. Deadly Co enemies. Call it what you want, but you see, I grew up watching this stuff. Yeah. I grew up watching you do this Bless stuff, you. and you had, kind. you know, big ones. I, I did. I couldn't do it now. Anyway, Justin, what exactly did you take to the street with this? Well, I've been asking people on the streets this morning, forget Kelly Bet's story, 15 best friends, get in, out in, of insane, here, get yeah. out of here. I've been asking people on the streets this morning, how many best friends have you got? But also, um, the connection, the background to that oh, best friend. stories. And, yeah, stories. So, uh, some interesting ones here. Take a listen. Madam, very quick question for you. Um, we're talking this morning about best friends. Very personal. How many best friends have you got? Two, I'd say. I have three very, very close friends, but two absolute lifelong best friends. Just lastly, where did you meet them? At gigs, I think. We shared a love for the same kind of music. Wow, you met your two best friends randomly at gigs? Yeah. yeah. How many best friends have you got? Oh, a couple. So these friends you've got, you say two best friends, uh, are they from your school days? Tell me more about these friends. Well, is this identity theft in the, in the, <laughs> in the disguise of no, a radio interview? No, 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 th th this is genuine. We're talking about it this morning. I'm saying that, that my best friends come from my school days. Mine don't. My, mine don't come from school days. Where do they come from? Uh, employment. Like my first job. OK, what about your school friends then? Do you not keep in contact with any of them? No, they were scum. How many best friends have you got? One real good friend. One. One real, real good friend, as I would class my very, very best friend. Yeah. And is that uh, a lady or a man? It's a lady. lady. Um, and the background, was it school friends? or? No, 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 no. We met when our children were little. And we've just been friends ever since. And our kids have grown up together. I'm godmother to one of her daughters. So oh, and we nice. see each other all the time. So, yeah. So we combined. Yeah. <laughs> combined with one another. So we're best mates. Wow. So the yeah. connection was having the baby. And, of course, at that time, you were sharing your lives pretty much parallel, weren't you? Yep, exactly. And that's like... How many years now? 29 years? 29 years now, yeah, that we've been sort of best mates. We know too much about each other not to be. That's what we, that's what we say. All our secrets. Cracking stuff. Madam, lovely to meet you. Have a good weekend. And you. Bye-bye. John, how many best friends have you got? Um, about three. Three? Three, three, yeah. What's their background? I'm getting personal, getting deep. Background? What do you mean? School friends? Or? Yes, yeah, yeah, school friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. 20 years, 20 years, yeah. back in the day, yeah, school friends. Because I've been saying this morning that I think your best friends have got to be school friends yeah, because yeah. when you go down the pub together, you can talk about things that yeah. happen, trips away. Yeah. They're the best friends to have, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know who they are and what you're getting with them, really, truly. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there are delays because the lorry's overturned at Junction 18 for Chorleywood, which means the entry slip road's closed. In Watford on Exchange Road, that's looking very busy near Beach and Grove. And in Bletchley on Watling Street, that's still closed between Standing Way and Saxon Street because of an accident by the Denby Industrial Estate. And the old A5 there is closed as well. On the train departure boards, the 9 o'clock service from Milton Keynes Central to London Euston is delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. I have to say it out loud, Justin Dealey has been on... on it, it, it really pains me to do it. Not as much as it pains him to have a wee, but... <laughs> 
Justin Dealey has been on fire this week. Again, I'm talking about him winging. But he's actually, he's, has he been on top form this week? I'm yeah. going to, I'm starting it. I'm, the hoping, done good. I'm hoping it gets, it got picked up. Woo! It got picked up. A oh, spontaneous dear. round of applause. He's been brilliant this week, hasn't he? Especially after I listened to, the other, uh, listened to the other breakfast show yesterday and their reporter, oh dear goodness me. 8.46, it's Friday, the 10th of uh, April. I'm Ian Lee. These are uh, Ian... Uh, I've, I've seen the bloke that presents it, Kelly. Flipping it. Uh, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners have defended the low turnout at a meeting about the problem of prostitution in the High Town area of Luton. Police have arrested three more people for attacking cars in High Wycombe. And tributes are being paid to cricket commentator Richie Benno, who's died at the age of 84. 08459 Your last chance to get on the show this week. Call now and maybe we'll speak after the weather with Elizabeth. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Lots of hazy sunshine around. We could be in for the warmest day of the year so far, with temperatures perhaps peaking at 21 or even 22 degrees Celsius. Uh, sunshine's a bit hazy because there will be a lot of high cloud coming and going through the course of the day, but feeling very warm through the afternoon. We've got a fairly light to moderate southerly breeze picking up through the day. It's also bringing up some rather polluted air from the near continent, so the air quality levels aren't great today. In fact, they're pretty bad. Um, so do be careful if you have got respiratory diseases or anything like that. I'm sure you know about it. Respiratory. Respiratory diseases. You give well, medical advice now, Elizabeth. I don't think we're well, allowed I'm to do that. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to steer away from medical advice. This, actually, this blood rain nonsense. Well, come on, stop trying to make the weather sound set. It's it's dirty rain. It's going to well, be dirty rain. Dust rain. I mean, it's not. I have to say, Ian, it's not actually that unusual for this time. No. Well, for this time of year, when we get a high pressure situation yeah. with night winds and yeah. we're, or winds from the south, then we often get stuff like this. Hey, so it's I'm, not that unusual. I'm camping in the back garden tomorrow night with the boys. But to say yeah. the boys, not not having a few yeah, tinnies. You camp. With, you camp. Well, is, the, is it going to be nice? Well, no, it's going to rain. But tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, I wasn't. Really, tomorrow night it's going to rain, is it? Well, tonight's going to rain. I'm asking. Tomorrow morning. Catherine, please. Tomorrow morning. Please, Catherine, talk to Elizabeth. Talk to Elizabeth. And she's what seems to be the problem? She's annoying me. What? What's the matter? <laughs> I want to know if it's going to rain tomorrow night. Is it going to rain tomorrow, tomorrow night? night? As in Saturday night. Mm-hmm. No, it won't. No, Thank it'll you. be quite. But it'll be cooler. Thank you. Thank what, you, what are you planning Fresh to do outdoors? I'm, I'm camping. Camping outside with the boys. It's a good idea. Going to have a few tinnies. They're only five and three. You'll have a few tinnies. Well, we're going to have a campfire. We're going to roast we'll the wrap youngest. We'll the boys up nice and warm, please, because it will be quite cold. And <laughs> now you're giving like medical you're advice done. again, Elizabeth. You're not allowed to do it. Oh, gosh. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> have a nice, a nice weekend. weekend Ta-ta, Elizabeth. Bye-bye. Sometimes in life, things don't always go to plan. It worked perfectly for two and a half, three years, till two days ago. He should refund me £1,900. Which is where we come in. We managed to get them to agree to come back in to the property on an agreed date. The JVS show takes on your consumer problems. But I've basically lost the whole lot in administration charges. And helps to get to the right solution. I've received a cheque back for £578. Jonathan, I can't thank you enough. I don't know how you do what you do, you and your team. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. They make stern phone calls. That's how they do it. They make very stern phone calls and don't take no for an answer. They add a bit of tech. To their voices. Yeah, they do. They do. Listen, you don't... And I've had these phone calls from Jonathan. You don't want a phone call from an angry, tired Jonathan Vernon Mm -hmm. Smith. I've had angry, tired... 
and drunk. He tends not to phone up. When he's phoning up car dealers and people who've, who've stolen shoes and things like that, he tends not to be drunk. Tends. Tends. But towards the end of the week, you can't always guarantee that. But the, the, the angry and tired JVS on the telephone. Oy. Oh, dear. So just um, do, yes. do right by your consumers. Exactly. That's that's the thing. Uh, we got any Texas? Yeah, probably. Go on, we got? Probably. I'm saying probably. You're not good at open, have you? Yeah, You're not open for business. Open. Is, is the tech shop open for business? Because I'd like to buy a handful of techs. The tech shop is wide open for business. That's the rumour. And it contains hot David from Hitchin. Yeah. I'm assuming he's hot. Okay, I've got my own narrative going on inside my head. When I was 18, says Hot David. Hi, Hot David. My friend came out. I went clubbing with him to G-A-Y. Oh, right, I get it, yeah. Those unfamiliar with the gay scene won't know what G-A-Y stands for. Gay. It's a club. It's a disco. Stands for gay. It's a disco where Kylie Minogue likes to hang out. As he had no one else to go with, and I thought I'd go, I'd provide him some support. He was a bit knocked by the end of the night because I was getting plenty of attention and he wasn't. Hot day I think there is. We communicate. Just bear with me. We communicate on so many different levels and I think that there is an intrinsic vibration communication that we have that, that connects us all. Okay, We communicate via vibrations. Okay, And I think that often... Gay people pick up on the, uh, the uh, in inverted commas, heterosexual vibe, mm. and they are attracted to that. There is the sense of the challenge. I've had some people say, oh, I like the challenge of it. The, 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 we like what we can't have, don't mm. we? That's often the theme. We like what we can't have. And I think that just as a lot of people have what is called a gaydar, uh, I think a lot of gay men have a straight dar. I just think some people are just really sexy. Thanks, Catherine. Uh, I've told you, um, please. And they don't know that they're beaming it out there. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I have until to, someone tells. I have to switch mine to stun. If I go on to kill, wow. <laughs> Honestly, it gets very, very dangerous out there. Well, that's the end of the show, guys. I've been accused of oh. shutting people up before when I haven't, because I tend to look at people's mouths when they're talking. Well, you know that I can't hear anything if there's a hubbub. What? That's actually offensive because I'm actually deaf. The what? Thunderbirds were go at a... F I hate Thunderbirds. Everyone's going on about this uh, this new Thunderbird. I couldn't give a stuff. Oh, it looks like a boy band. So what? Don't watch it. The first one was rubbish. This one will be rubbish. I hate those Jerry Anderson puppet things. I like Space 1999 because I like the woman in it. I like Martin Landau and I like the woman with the eyes. I think they were married in real life. She had eyes. Yeah. She, oh, she had beautiful... I thought I'm going to... What was her name? The woman in Space 1999. Google it. Space 1999. Well, she, she was eyes. Googled. Oh, Space, 1999, woman. With eyes. Uh, not the Chinese lady, not that lady, not the lady with the black hair. Oh, one with the eyes. Where is she? Where is she? She was married... Oh, gosh. Barbara Bain. Barbara Bain of my life. What a woman. You like a woman with eyes? I do. Anyway, I like that. I didn't like um, any of the other Jerry Anderson stuff. Rubbish. Mm. Joe 90, rubbish. Stingray, rubbish. Thunderbirds, rubbish. Um, Do you know what my mum used to think FAB stood for? I don't know if I want to know. Thunderbirds, Arbo. <laughs> Thunderbirds. <laughs> I, um, I like Terrorhawks, actually. I thought Terrorhawks was quite good. It was good. What was the... Um, Zelda. She had a kid that used to go... And the teeth were all hanging out. Oh, OK. I still think of her often when I see bad dentistry. Is, is Windsor Davis still alive? Was he dead? I'm going to say yes, but I bet he's not. I'm going to say yes. Shall I look it up? Thunderbirds were go at a funeral oh. when mourners were asked to wear outfits from the much-loved show. Hang on a minute, let me bring John into the conversation. Morning, John! 
Morning, Ian. How are you, mate? I'm fine, I'm mate. You sound, a, you sound a little bit angry. What's wrong? Well, um, yeah, I saw it at the weekend, right? The and, new um, Thunderbirds. Yeah, I saw it at the weekend, and it's sort of... Um, one thing is, Lady Penelope wasn't smoking, was she? Because I think in the original one, Lady Penelope's got a long cigarette holder. Yeah. She always had a smoking. fag on, yes. She always had a fag on. I think it's, it's unacceptably politically incorrect now to be smoking. Oh. And, um... And she had that little laptop to replace the cigarette, didn't she? You know what it is, it's, um... I think it's just gone politically correct. Yeah. Yeah, And I think also, you know, like, the cockpits of the original, um, Thunderbirds... You sound like you know a little bit too much about Thunderbirds, John. I know a little bit too much, more than the average, um, Thunderbirds... More than the average puppet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, I thought, hey, I thought Lady Penelope was hot. The new Lady Penelope was hot. Okay. So that, so, so that is quite sad. But the thing is, what I didn't find particularly great was the... You know, like, the interiors for the original Thunderbirds. Not, not as well as you like, do, John, no. No, they had, like, like these baker like knobs, all the controls and all the chrome levers, and, like, a really, like, 60 sort of interior. Yeah. And it sort of missed all that, didn't it? It went all really modern and, like, 3D holograms of Parker and that, you know, in the... Uh, is Parker... It's the same person playing Parker, isn't it, as the original Parker? I think it is, but I think isn't the new the new um, yeah it is. You're right. Yeah, it it's is. the same it's, fella playing Parker because I saw an interview with. I didn't read it because it looked boring. He talks like that in real life, doesn't he? He's not doing a voice. The same fella, and I tell you what, how how acute my um um you know my senses of observation are. Also, you're very um, acute. You know, like that that underwater lad that they were trying to lift out of the water. No, because I've never, I've not seen it. Right, and the front of that looked like the front of an Eagle Transporter from Space 99. <laughs> it looked like, it looked like Jerry Anderson and actually nicked it off, off the Space 99 Eagle and spiked it off the front <laughs> of this thing. John, and what did, what did your wife think about this? <laughs> no, I'm not married in. John, <laughs> thank you very much for calling. Thank you very much for calling. 08459 555 is the telephone number. If anyone's interested in John. If you are. <laughs> thank you, John, I appreciate I've been a little bit cruel to the callers today and I appreciate all of them. Thank you very much indeed. The request for people to dress as Virgil Tracy and his fat... This is why we don't get any calls, because always, I'm always rude to people. No, you're not. He you're... took it in the... I hope you took it in the spirit. You gave him a gentle tickle. The request for people to dress as Virgil Tracy and his family was one of several strange demands to be made by planners by the about-to-be nearly departed. Oh, dear. <clears throat> Another service... Oh, now I like this. Another service was carried out entirely in song. I like that. I'd like my eulogy my oogly, as they call it in uh, Zoolander, to be, um, wrapped. Well, we all know Ian was a really cool guy, and it's such a shame that he had to die. <laughs> Choose one of your three best friends very carefully. Because not everyone's, a, not everyone's a performer. He was doing so well, but he ran out of luck, and everybody says, who can... I think people would be crying with laughter at the, the power of rap. Who do you want to rap? Oh, Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. I'd love it to be Jay-Z. What if he's I'd not available? It. Oh, in that case, Big or Tupac. They're already mm. gone. What, what about Eminem or Slim Shady? I don't want no, I don't want the plastic... I don't want plastic wrapper for the ice. Snow. No, I, I like my mum to do it. I'd like uh, my mum to rap. I'd like you to rap. Oh, I don't rap anymore. My wow days are over. It's, if you want my inheritance, you'll rap and you'll sleep in a haunted house for a night. <laughs> All right. Another service was carried out entirely in song. My service will be carried out entirely rap. And an elderly... An elderly woman had a waving satin glove to gesture goodbye to mourners as her coffin disappeared. That's hilarious. Stop it. A Simon Cowell fan... How can anyone be a fan of him? You could like him and you can watch his... A fan? He's got one, hasn't he? 
A Simon Cowell fan was buried with a framed photo of the X Factor judge. Oh, this is quite common. We've done this, haven't we, on the show? One man had his ashes uh, put in uh, into fireworks. Yeah. I want my funeral traditional, black clothes, a black armband, black tie, and I want everybody sobbing like a baby. I'm being carried in to Daydream Believer, and I'm being played out to Let Me Entertain You by Robbie Williams. At what point do you want the rap? Um, I want... I want <laughs> no, actually, I don't want Catherine to do it, because she'll use it as a chance to buck up her career and she'll have a wow reunion, and then she'll be selling the song uh, on iTunes straight after the funeral. I don't need to sell that song. It's selling sell itself. Do you want some good news? Go on. Windsor Davis. Still with us. Get in there, Windsor! Ooh, lovely boy. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M25 anti-clockwise because the entry slip road's been closed by an overturned lorry at Junction 18 for Chorleywood. In Watford on Exchange Road, it's really busy at the moment at Beach and Grove. And in Bletchley on Watling Street, that's, there's been an accident earlier on between Standing Way and Saxon Street, which means it's closed still in both directions. In Marlow on the A404 northbound, it's very slow between the Marlow Junction and Wickham Road. And looking at the train departure boards from Milton Keynes Central, there are some delays. So the 919 train from to Crewe and the 925 train to Birmingham New Street are both delayed. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you. I just, I just hope and I pray that we've not tainted Windsor Davis with the curse of this show. Regular listeners will know what we're talking about. I won't go into any more detail. But let's just keep our fingers crossed. Uh, hey, listen, everybody, excellent stuff this week. Kelly, wonderful. Justin Delio, I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're on, but take more of it. Catherine, we need to have a word. Yes, just one word. Fired. Uh, the podcast will be up later on. Stick around, JVS up next. Until Monday, from us, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday. It's nine o'clock. Now, last week, a live audience of JVS Show listeners joined me and five of our local politicians to discuss the positive and negative effects of immigration on our local area. We heard from the Conservatives, from Labour, UKIP, the Lib Dems and the Green Party. Well, in just a second, I'll play you what happened. Listen to the debate. And from 10 this morning, I want your calls. Who do you think talked the most sense on immigration? Phone lines will be open on 08459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. First, though, let's get the latest BBC News at 9 o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Luton residents defend low turnout to discuss prostitution, more arrests for attacking cars in Wickham and fresh appeal in Buckinghamshire murder case. BBC Three Counties Radio. Campaigners have defended the low turnout at a meeting about the problem of prostitution in the Hightown area of Luton. Bedfordshire Police has apologised for not turning up and only 12 residents attended, but Shazad Kadam from Hightown Against Prostitution told BBC Three Counties the public turnout was understandable. When they have been in previous meetings and the partners and the police have made promises for the last 25 years, these people are, you know, are, you know, either the, you know, they just they just fed up with so hearing the, the same so they've promises. Given up. So they've given up. Well, that could be, you know, that could be really, They have given up, and you know, you know what? You know, I, I don't, really, I don't blame them. 
Police have arrested three more people for attacking cars in High Wycombe. Officers were called to Arundel Road yesterday afternoon to reports of a car on fire and several other vehicles being damaged. Three males aged 22, 19 and 17 were arrested. A £1,000 reward has been offered following several weeks of vandalism thought to be linked to the inquest verdict on local man Habib Ullah. A man is due to appear in court today, charged with trying to arrange a contract killing. Police say the alleged intended victim lives in Bedfordshire. More from Lee Agnew. 48-year-old Paul Matthews, of no fixed address, was arrested by detectives in Norfolk on Wednesday. Matthews, also known as Paul Vass, has been